I'm from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, all right, here we go. Had a little break, had a little break. Back at it, Tuesday edition. Taz Show coming at you right now, live, live. If you're listening live or watching live at TazShow.com. Thank you. Maybe you're on the gimmick chat over there. You guys can communicate with each other at, uh, you know, at TazShow.com under the watch live. And you guys could talk to each other and do kind of the same stuff you do on Facebook Live. Similar. So uh, I got to do it on uh, your whole gimmick there. So it's a lot of fun doing that. So uh, also, if you're listening to the audio on demand, I want to thank you. Maybe you're doing that on Spotify or iTunes or TuneIn or la 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 play it. Almost forgot the same one, the gimmick that the Schneebitz Furnum's on and burn them on. If you want to call the show, you can do it. Very simple process. Going to have a great show. It's going to be packed and loaded. Attention hotline fans. That's an 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. In this episode, there'll be a PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. Yes, Mike Johnson will be on the show. Uh, folks like Mike Johnson. So Mike will jump on here later on and... Uh, Maybe I'll have some insight and tell me how small my audience is, because he did that the last time he was on. That was very nice of him. So, um, yes, uh, Lieutenant Compton Jones. And speaking of Jones, Dennis Jones, the Lumberjack. Timber! He is here. He's producing the show, and he will debut his new segment. Uh, sir, why don't you speak about that? We're going to call it Sawing on Social Media yes. with yes. the Lumberjack. That's you. That is I. We're just basically going to go through, recap the weekend yes. in Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, anything of jocularity that I found or of importance. Everything sounds great, except there's one major problem. Let's hear it. You're panicking right now, aren't you? No, I'm not panicked at all. You should be panicking. Why? <sighs> because, hold on, let me find it. I don't have one. Damn it, I had one. I don't know where it is. Windscreen Jones. I, that I am panicked. I noticed that. <laughs> What happened? For those that don't know what the hell I'm talking about, like on his, it's, I, it's not a big deal. It sounds fine. As long as you're okay. I'm fine. It does look weird because it if, does. If, if Brian, if Brian does a split screen, which he does, split Taz Jones. has yeah. the uh, Taz has the black thing covering it. Windscreen, That's the windscreen. Yes. It's a custom made one, by the way. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that luxury. I don't even have one. Period. Oh, you have nothing. Let yet. alone you have absolutely a nothing. custom one. I have a custom. This thing costs seventy five thousand dollars just for this cushion. Oh, wow. makes me sound great. Otherwise, I sound like, like you know, like... No, I yeah, don't That's my regular that. voice. But you don't have one. Is this a problem? There's no problem here. Uh, Audio-wise, no. It's just, I think the purpose of the windscreen is to protect germs from flying in. And oh, other really? People. Well, you know what? I pop my peas a lot. So, I mean, that's always been a big problem with me. Popping peas. You know, that's a big audio thing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a joke in there. Yeah, somewhere. I know. Yeah. So, I, you know, I got to have a windscreen on there so I don't pop peas and, you know, spew spit all over the place. You know what I mean? So, that's kind of the gimmick here. That's what's going on. No one cares. But anyway, so I'm thinking you sound pretty good, though, champ. So, maybe... Maybe the windscreen forward, was a hindrance. Thanks for coming, windscreen. Maybe that's, what, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what... But usually in radio, that never happens. You always have a windscreen of sorts, correct? Traditionally, yes. Traditionally, yes, you do. But we're not going to do that. We're going to change the game. We're doing things different. That's what we do on the Taz the Lumber- Show. That's right. The Lumberjack Dennis Jones will go forward, possibly without a wood screen. Uh, it's shocking. Wait a second. But it's big. It's big and it works. I'll tell you that right now. 
So you might want to close the door. Second going. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's the deal on that. So in this particular episode, I will talk about Raw along with uh, you guys calling into the show if you guys want, and obviously what the, the producer of the show, the Lumberjack, who I just spoke to. So we will go over that. I also will uh, have a lot of people on the gimmick chat saying good moment, good moment. Uh, I'm trying to multitask and do 5,000 things at once. It's very hard. If folks only knew how many windows I have open on this laptop, I told you, uh, Dennis, how many la- windows. It's crazy. It's around six. It, it really is. On and a that's shoot. lowballing yeah, it. Yeah, it's lowball. I mean, it's it's like I have so many, just so. Whew, people knew how hard my job is. Just dealing with you nimrods that work here. No, no disrespect, but just dealing with you guys. Is, Bunch of boobs. Yeah, really. Jabra City. <laughs> it's such a bitch to deal with. But I, I power through. I make it through the rain. That's the things that I do. That's how I am. I'm a winner. I'm not a loser. Yes, that's that's me. Winner, not loser. Yes. So, anyways, uh, so I guess I'll talk about Raw. Also, the UK uh, gimmick tournament tournament that they did over there in Blackpool across the pond over the weekend. I got a chance to watch that. I will talk about that, too. I enjoyed it very much. So I will chat that up in this particular episode. Uh, we'll do that for sure. What else? There's a lot. It's a loaded show, packed show. People calling the show ready. Everybody wants to talk to me. Everybody loves me. People want to communicate. People want to voice their opinions about wrestling. Of course, this is the place to do it every single day. Live, live, streaming and screaming, coming at you full throttle. That's the gimmick. So uh, is there anything else you need to get out of the way before I get rolling? Or are you just going to say no? No, this is uh, my segment's coming up later. This is all you for now. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's Shevitz. Ego Jones. That's your new name. So so your segment's coming list. So nothing else matters. Nothing else matters because your segment is coming up. No, later. no, no, no. I'm not saying that. Well, that's kind of what you implied. The implication I apologize. That was that was not right of me. Stop! I'm telling you that you did it without hesitating. You did it without stuttering. You said basically you're saying, Taz, whatever you do for the next whatever is your business. It really means nothing. And my segment's coming up later, so on through social media, so on on social media, so it don't matter. Whatever you do now, Taz, means absolutely nothing to me. That's basically what you said. You did. Yes, no, maybe so. Uh, I guess it could come off that way. Uh, that's, that's on me then. Okay, that's great. Well, you are preventing me, sir, from getting in the Hall of Fame of radio. Okay, uh, which speaking of Hall of Fame, uh, we got to say congratulations, obviously, to the Olympic gold medalist himself, multi-time world heavyweight champion, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle uh, was announced yesterday by the WWE, well, they said ESPN, but it was by WWE, that he would be going in the WWE Hall of Fame 2017 class. Congrats to my friend Kurt Angle. I'm very happy for him. I am very proud of him. It's well-deserved. I tweeted putting him over. I text uh, with Kurt. Kurt and I would text each other back privately last night when I heard, and, and he's very excited. He's very fired up. So, um, you know, um, I'm just, uh, I can't begin to tell you how well-deserved that is that Kurt Angle is going to the Hall of Fame. Not just his, you know, uh, his professional career, which has been, no matter if it's from his success in the WWE or into TNA, uh, his success he did as an amateur athlete, as an amateur wrestler, uh, winning the gold medal, his success in college at Clarion Clarion University, okay, uh, just the gold medal itself, uh, you can't even put it into words. And I've had the opportunity over the years to travel with Kurt and become very good friends with Kurt during our time together in WWE. And um, 
you know, I, I, I know that Kurt went through some struggles and, and stuff like that, personally, uh, with some demons. Uh, he conquered those demons. Thank God. And, and he's very open about speaking on that, so which I respect. But at the end of the day, he's a good man. I can tell you that right now. Uh, and he is a guy who uh, has an, a work, ec- work ethic that is amazing. Uh, obviously, uh, winning a gold medal uh, in a one-on-one sport. There's no team gimmick in uh, the sport of wrestling. So when you could do something like that, that's pretty damn impressive. And he's worked his tail off. I've had the opportunity to sit there with Kurt in a car, traveling all over the United States and world, and hear some stories from Kurt when he was a, a wrestler in college and graduated college and went and, and trained in Colorado for the Olympics and stuff and how difficult it was from a physical standpoint, segueing into emotions and, and mentally. And this guy persevered and kicked ass, won a gold medal, goes into the business, makes that transition, which so many amateur wrestlers, you know, uh, you know, collegiate wrestlers, I hate to use the word amateur because some people don't know what that means, but it's meant in a complimentary form. But so many collegiate wrestlers or, or uh, you know, they, they get into pro wrestling, into sports entertainment, and they don't know how to make that transition. They, they have a difficulty with it. Um... You know, in our industry, okay, to be honest with you, in our industry, from a physical standpoint, you know, as a pro wrestler, your job is to give your body up, okay? You have to trust your opponent and give your body up, okay? And that's something a lot of people don't talk about, but that's kind of what happens. Where if you are a mixed martial artist or a boxer or a a, a collegiate or amateur-style wrestler or freestyle Greco, whatever you're doing, um, like I said, mixed martial artists, whatever, and you get into professional wrestling, uh, and then you learn, you train how to be a pro wrestler. It's very difficult to now give your body up to somebody when you're trained your whole life to resist that. No, I'm not going on my back. No, you're not going to take me down to the mat. No, uh, you're not knocking me down. No, you're not going to throw me. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, it's not happening. No! No. And when that's what you're ingrained to do, your instincts and everything, and now physically... You have to try your damnedest to break that as you get into our industry. And, and so some guys have done that, obviously. So many amateur wrestlers or collegiate wrestlers have been successful in the industry. I'm not saying that's never happened. You know, it's so many. You know, but I really think you'd have, to, <laughs> you'd have to show me someone that's done it to the level and for as long as Kurt Angle. Because he's his hit the, 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 the highest height you can as a, as a collegiate wrestler, an amateur wrestler, you know, winning the gold medal. Uh, for the United States in Atlanta, and then multi-time, I believe it was WWE champion like 13 times, and I can't recall off the top of my head how many times he's been a TNA champ. Point is, he's been pushed, 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 because he can work, 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 not just in the ring, and not just as a heel or a babyface, not just selling, and not just on offense, and being, but but he can come off to you as a performer, as a guy who's violent and crazed. Or a guy who's having fun and jocularity. He really is ultra, ultra talented person. And Kurt, uh, I salute you, my friend. And and I'm very happy for you. I'm very proud of you. And um, I got to say, I, I, I told the story a long time ago on, on the Taz show here. But I remember years ago in ECW, 1996, right after Kurt won the gold medal. I believe his first stop into a pro wrestling realm was in ECW. And um, he was a guest. Shane Douglas, the franchise himself, set it up. 
And, uh, you know, Kurt was doing some guest commentary on one of my matches, I believe, with Little Guido. That's who I was wrestling. And um, we were doing a lot of amateur-style stuff, and, and Kurt was going to give some color analyst-type stuff as a commentator with Joey Styles. And I'll tell you what, man. Um, I, I cut like a heel. I was a heel. So I cut a heel promo heavy on Kurt and all that stuff, and, and, and we didn't have a fight or anything like that. It just was kind of his first taste of feeling that pro wrestling feel backstage and all that. And, and I guess he got the bug, man. Next thing you know, he's training with WWE, uh, WWF at the time. And the rest is history, as they call it. And then coincidentally, when I make my debut, I wrestle Kurt at the Garden down the block over here. <laughs> uh, at the Royal Rumble, which is coming up. Uh, Royal Rumble in 2000, that was. So, you know, a lot of ties with Kurt and I behind the scenes. And, and, and you know, so I, um, I respect Kurt a lot. I'm going to... Um, Try and get Kurt on the show here. I know he's swamped doing a lot of different stuff. I don't like to bother guys, you know, with, with, when they're doing something heavy and they're all over the media. I, I You know, you guys that are real fans of the Taz show know that's like, like usually not my shtick. Uh, it's not a guest-driven show anyway. I'm a topic-driven show. But at times I have guests, obviously. Um, you know, but but I, I don't I don't, um, I don't like bothering guys. I know what it's like to be on the other side of that. You know, it's, it's busy. You know, the guys are doing stuff. I just don't want to bother nobody. And this show's, you know, we're live, live early. We're early in the moment, as they call it. Yes. So so I try not to, you know, I don't want to bother nobody. Hey, you got to wake up at like 6 in the morning and do the Taz show. Oh, I hate Taz. He sucks, that effing guy. You know, because it's so early. You know what I mean? I mean, look, the lumberjack himself, Dennis, sitting here. You love the fact the show is early, right? Oh, love it. Your punctuality is impeccable. Early bird gets the worm. Early bird does the job. Test one, two. That's how it really is around these parts. So I just want to let you know that. So, again, congrats to uh, to uh, Kurt Angle, for sure. I'm looking forward to seeing his induction and all that stuff. And the Hall of Fame, I believe, is in Orlando, correct? Correct. I missed something. I'm a little confused on something. And okay. I, I, I pardon my ignorance, sir, but I know you're, you're pretty good with detail. There's a good chance you don't know the answer to this. But we're going to try. All right, let's go. Okay. You seem nervous now. It's the windscreen. Nervous Nelly windscreen. So here's the thing. The the WrestleMania is in Orlando. Correct. The Royal Rumble is in Orlando. I'm not Royal Rumble. I'm sorry. The, the Hall of Fame is in Orlando. Correct. Scratch everything I just said. I'm confusing Royal Rumble is in San Antonio and WrestleMania. See, we worked through it. Well, we just did. And this is my first time doing this. I apologize. What are you nuts? And sometimes my brain doesn't work right. I've been hit many times in the skull. And that's what happens. Uh, so uh, that's the deal of that. I gotta also try to get in a little, uh, a little, uh, a little football talk. And by the way, uh, let me give you guys a little backstory, a little more information here on a uh, little birdie. Just help me out on uh, Kurt Angle, four-time, four-time. What the hell is this guy talking about? Four-time WWE champ, thirteen-time total. What is he talking about? Includes that. What is this guy talking? I can't even say his name. He's pissed me off. Someone who works here. Screwing up my show. Shut up. Uh-oh. Thanks for your help. That's my gimmick. When someone tries to help me, I just bash them. <laughs> I do that a lot. I got a bad habit of that. I really do. I don't know where I learned that from. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. I'm just saying that sometimes I get like that. I get a little crazy. Uh, I got to try and squeeze in some a little bit of NFL chatter. Not a lot because we're down to the nitty gritty here. I've been telling my wife for like the past, jeez, I don't know how many weeks. I go, oh, it's almost over. Season's almost over. She goes, oh, my God, enough. You say it every day. 
Every week, I mean, meanwhile, there's more football, more football. All this trick in the book. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's only there's only <laughs> four more weeks. I do it all and the time. And then the playoffs. It's like, what is it all for? How many years I got to hear you say this? <laughs> <laughs> and with college, I, I'll do it like once they get down to like this two regular seasons game seasons uh, game left. I'll say, ah, yeah, season's just about over, and I'll just do that. And then, you know, bowl, the bowl season goes forever, you know. So it's like it drives me crazy. But um, I just like to just get that out of the way real quick right now. So uh, Green Bay uh, beat Dallas. I'm bummed out about that. I am. I'm bummed out because the Dallas, I mean, come on. That, that was my new bandwagon team. I mean, that, that, so all my teams lost. Seattle, my NFC team, they lost to Atlanta. Okay, 36-20. Okay, the Packers, they beat the Cowboys 34-31. So my team's all lost, and then the team that I despise, absolutely hate. I hate everyone. The New England Patriots defeated the Houston Texans 34-16. That just burned my ball bag, I got to tell you. So the Steelers beat the Chiefs. I didn't really care who won there, but I'd like to see Pittsburgh go far. Uh, just, just go far, meaning to the big dance, because I want them... You know, uh, the, the terrible towel fellows themselves to kill, destroy, and maim the New England Patriots next week. Where's that game? In Foxborough? Correct. Son of a bitch. Never fails. That's what you get for getting the one seed. Oh, stop. I know that. Now you're going to put it in my face. No, no. I'm with you're you. you're a giant fan. So I'm anti-Patriot. Listen, you're happy the Cowboys lost. Very much. Yeah, very yeah. much so. I know you are. Yes. You're just happy the Cowboys lost. That's what it is. That's what it is. It is, it is a nice feeling. Yeah. Because, see, that's – but, see, for, like, Bills fans and Jeff fans and basically any other fan, <laughs> yep. they want the Patriots to lose. That's how they feel. No matter no matter what it is. Playoffs, regular seasons, no matter what it is. Day, night, cold, hot. You want the Pats to lose. That's the gimmick. But they keep on winning. It never fails. It never effing fails. Imagine we had some football music underneath us. Don't worry about it. That's done. Wrap up, City Jones. So anyway, I'm mellowing as I do the Taz show going on. I don't know how many. We're over 300 shows now. Show 302, here we are. 302. I'm going to do the countdown every day. Countdown to 400. Countdown to 400. Oh, yeah. Let's aim bigger. Countdown to 1,000. No, but you got to go segment. Like, you know, it takes a long time. Well, Maybe on this show to get to to another 100. It's a lot of shows, but still, if you do the math, which I don't, looking at you, son, I don't think you're good at doing math. But I'm thinking that it's going to... How long will it take until we get to that 100th show? Let's figure Five this out. Five shows a week. All right. Think about it. So that would be 20 weeks, four right. weeks in a month. Right, right, right. Five months. If we do full... Wow. Let's say half a year. Are yeah, we good at the math, I noticed? I got lucky. It just came to me. Rain Man So style. how long would that be? How long would that be? Well, if it's the middle of January now, let's figure six months in case we do a four-day week or whatnot. Right, right. So one plus six is seven. So right around Fourth of July, we can have a big uh, Independence Day slash oh. four hundred. Really? You think so? Think that's a good idea? Uh, you're the boss. I'm just throwing out suggestions. <laughs> you are correct. I am the boss, <laughs> and you're not. And we're not doing any of that. Not happening. What do you mean no? It's not happening. We're not doing no bash. What's the like bash? Who gives a rat's ass about four hundred? Nobody cared about three hundred. Nobody here cared. Well, we were still new, wet behind the ears. What new? How many shows I got to do until I'm not new? What am I, Greenhorn Jones? Well, I What's was, going on here? I was new. Anthony was new. Video Brian's the only guy. He's your 
you know, he's been your valet forever. Valet. <laughs> Vinny O'Brien is the stalwart, I say, of this show. He lasts. You other guys suck, all of you, including me. Everybody no, sucks no. except Vinny O'Brien. Yes, yes. Those are facts, bitches. He has his foot in the water. I have no idea what that even means. But I'm making a new thing. That's when someone's on the pulse of something, Their he has his foot in the water. It sounds like it's important because it's all in the inflection. You understand? It's all in the inflection, I sir. I could buy that. You can't just dribble out stupidity, okay? And then it sounds horrible. I'm telling you, I knew people like that when I was a kid. They just talk stupid. And the adults would yell at them. What are you talking about? Smack with the back of the head. Back then, that's what you. You bip a guy in the back of the head. You know what I mean? Now you can't do that to kids when they're your kids even. You can't even just put them a little whack in the head. It's okay. It's better now. You don't want that. People would say, what are you talking Talk up. Don't talk like an idiot. <laughs> Stop babbling like a schmuck. Get back to work before I give you a beating. You know what I'm saying? You got to be careful that kind of stuff. Uh, back to the show. Sorry. Um, I go off on tangents sometimes. So, uh, like I said, if you want to call the show, you can. You know how to do that. I'm uh, going to get talking Raw here in a minute. Uh, big stuff at the end of the show on Raw, by the way. And um, I have thoughts and opinions on that. And also, like I said, I want to talk. You know, Maybe I should talk a little bit about the uh, the UK uh, championship tournament that WWE did. Uh, did you get a chance to watch the show? I did not. Minus the championship match I watched just because of... What I read, it was a great match, and I was not disappointed. Listen, I watched th- both days, okay? okay. I, I f- almost basically forgot it was on, and then I saw on uh, WWE, one of the Twitter accounts they have, and I saw they tweeted about it, and I was just happy to be chilling on that Saturday. I had a lot of downtime, and I was just chilling at home. I'm like, oh, I, can, I have time to watch this. This is cool. No football on. I mean, college football, and there was pro football on kind of after it. I missed a little bit of the first quarter of one of the games. But anyway, I watched it, and um, I got to tell you, uh, from, as a whole, the building looked phenomenal. Okay, this, this small building there, like a kind of like a theater. Or I don't remember the name of it, whatever, but it was a really nice uh, theater-looking place, like an old-school-looking throwback type of Phantom of the Opera, Elks Lodge-esque type of place. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it looked. That's Good combo, Elks Lodge. But it, and, and they had it off with the triple, started off, I should say, with Triple H starting out. Uh, with a promo, which was very good, uh, and he did his DX gimmick, are you ready, are you ready, and people responded right away. The place was packed. This is day one. Um, the announced team for both days, as you guys know, was Michael Cole and Nigel McGuinness. I got to tell you, they came out of the box red hot. Both those guys, from an announcing perspective, um, they, they, they just hit, they hit the ground running. They work great together. Um, Michael Cole and I were communicating with each other uh, after the first day, texting and, and stuff. And uh, even though I guess some people think that we hate each other's guts, I don't know why, but I guess because I said something and then it was taken out of context many, many weeks ago. Uh, and also there was a mistake on my part with that. It's a long story. Uh, one day Cole will come on the show and we'll straighten it out. But trust me, we, we, we don't hate each other. Uh, I don't talk to him as much as I used to, but he's busy and I'm busy. And we're not, you know, we're, we're still friends, but we're not best friends. But we have no heat. Let's just leave it at that. And that's a shoot. So I talked to him a little bit. And, um, you know, he was really excited about working with Nigel. And I believe he tweeted some stuff about that, too. Uh, listen, both of them work great together. 
Um, listening to Nigel McGuinness uh, break down holes and throws and stuff, I was very flattered to hear that. I know I was doing that for a long time, uh, early goings, especially for me in WWE, and then they kind of wanted me to tell more stories once I got um, you know, a little more seasoned as a commentator. Um, listen, these guys went out there and they flowed, man, and I don't know if anyone was producing them, but they were able to just work so smooth. Cole sounded great. So many people were buzzing like, Yo, Michael Cole sounds 10 times better, and he's doing a 10 times better job. Listen, Cole's always been a great announcer. I've said that from jump. I mean, he's always been. Uh, it's just you got to understand something. When you call Monday Night Raw, that's three hours of being in a blender besides the other <laughs> six hours before that show, you're in a bigger blender. There is so much prep involved, and Vince McMahon is dealing with you, and the agents are dealing with you, and the wrestlers are dealing with you, the production crew is dealing with you, from Kevin Dunn down, and you are being pulled in every which way but loose throughout the day. Okay, especially Michael Cole's job, which was JR's job before Michael Cole's. When you are the lead announcer, the voice of the WWE, that is a very difficult job. You have a lot of crap you're dealing with. And I mean crap in a nice way. Then you give Michael Cole a chance to just call some matches, do some show prep, go to the UK, let his hair down for an hour and a half, two hours each day. That's what you're going to get. A guy that doesn't have to deal with all this. It's a totally different show calling what he called in the UK compared to Raw. Completely different animal. It's, t it's almost like not even the same company. It really is. People don't realize the difference. It's a massive difference. I remember when um when Brock Lesnar had that the house show in Japan. Yes. Um, I forgot who he, did he wrestle Kevin Owens or I uh, like last year, um, and Cole called the match and everybody afterwards was saying it was like Cole when when Brock, I don't know Brock if, and who Brock said again. Brock I, I forgot who he wrestled, but right. Brock wrestled some when Brock okay. was in his heyday. Sure, sure. Out in Japan. So what are you saying? Brock's not in his heyday now? No, well, in his like beast incarnate, like uh, I'm. Well, what is he now, bro? Well, he's still there, but the the loss to Goldberg, you know that. So now he sucks. No, no, no. That's not the point. Well, that's kind of, you're kind of sad. I'm just no, sad. no. Brock's still dominant, but he's little less dominant. Did you see Raw last night? I did. He looked dominant then. <laughs> did he get a reaction of star power? Uh, yeah, I guess you could say oh, that. Oh, really? Fan of Midland. That's, yeah. not, that's not the point you I'm gotta, making. What is your point? You <laughs> the, made a point, and I'm showing you how your point is wrong, sir. No, I'm kidding. I kind of don't agree with that whole thing about when he was a star thing, but whatever you said. Maybe that was the wrong phrasing. Oh, it, um, was. it was the wrong phrasing. But when he, when he was out there, I, maybe it was when he had the belt. Sir, and he was out just in, um, tore your hamstring backing up so fast. <laughs> he was out in Japan, Yes. and Cole called the match, and the reviews were outstanding for Cole because... I, and you would be way better to speak on this than I would, but maybe Vince isn't in his ear as much. I mean, well, he's definitely in his ear at Raw, but like for the UK tournament, maybe he yeah. he gave Cole free reign. Like, here, look, do your thing. Oh, oh absolutely. Because that was what happened in Japan. Uh, absolutely. Listen, it's not just, but Dennis, it's not just, you know, Vince McMahon, who's the chairman of the board, okay? It's not just Vince. When you are calling Raw and SmackDown, but mostly Raw, there's not just the owner of the company in your ear. There was a lot going on in your ear. Oh, I'm sure. There is a plethora of moving parts, and it is not easy to deal with. So it's tough sometimes to relax and just call the matches and call the show. Also, guys, and I'm going to educate you this, and Michael Cole showed who he is and how great he did, and he did. Okay? And give him even more credit because he's working with someone he, in essence, never worked with before. And so did Nigel. 
working with someone he never worked with before. But I could tell you, when I was a greener announcer, not that Nigel is because he has some experience, I was green, green as grass, and Michael Cole held my hand. And, and he was the best guy to work with. When you're new, he just gets you through it, just like JR did when I called uh, my first ever show in the UK, you know, uh, before I was even an announcer. So when you work with real, professional, legitimate play-by-play guys, they'll get the color commentator through the thing. And not that Nigel needed that. I'm not, I don't want people to take out, out of context what I'm saying, because I don't mean it like that. I thought Nigel was great, but what I'm and, and, I, and I mean that. But but what I'm what I'm saying is, Michael Cole calling that show that is a completely different show than Raw. A completely different type of show, totally different. It's a WWE. It don't matter. It's a different show, and it's not even that it's easier. It's that he can just show his ability uh, as a broadcaster, as a storyteller. Okay, maybe one or two names. I didn't even pay attention. Apparently, people were tweeting, oh, he messed up that guy's name. Listen, if you're going to sit there with a fine-tooth comb and go through every single thing that a guy says that doesn't sound right and then you're going to bury him, stop being a bitch. Really. Seriously, stop. You know, I, I used to, that used to piss me off Like as a commentator. i talked for two hours. Oh, you said this bad. Did you listen to the other 5,000 words I said in that two hours? <laughs> but you took the five words that I effed up. Come on. You know, really, I mean, it's like, you, you know, these guys are not computers. It's not an easy job. So what Cole did, and not only that, what he did on that show, how about what he did last night? This mother effer, Michael Cole, and I say mother effer in a positive uh, fashion. Yes. Okay, he goes and calls, uh, how long was the, the UK given? Two hours or an hour and a half, whatever the heck it was? Yeah. Back to back. Goes to the UK, calls both those shows, gets on a plane, goes to freaking Little Rock, and calls three hours last night. Put that son bitch over. Damn. That's damn impressive right there. No doubt about it. Trust me. Damn impressive. Oh, God. It's not easy. Not easy to do what he did, especially last night. And he ain't getting no credit for last night unless somebody hacks me. Because that happens. You know, that always going to happen. Hack alert. That's just part of the, part of the course. But Cole definitely knocked that out of the park at that gimmick. But the UK gimmick for sure. And then last night, give him some credit. The guy went out there and called three hours again. That's that, you know, that guy is he's a work, and I can tell you from experience, he's a workaholic. He works his balls off. And he don't get enough credit. Put him over. Put him over, I say. Alright, I gotta go to break. Other side of break, I'll get to the phones. Okay, and again, if you want to call the show, 866-475-2948. And I'll talk raw. And uh, do a lot of other stuff. we got Mike Johnson coming up later on. Ted, she'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Uh, dude, I got to tell you, I had an awesome, awesome dinner last night, man. Bro, knocked it out of the park. My wife and I prepared the gimmick together. It was great. It's a quiche. You don't do the quiche much. You seem like a quiche guy, huh? Big quiche guy. I can tell you're a quiche guy. It was artichoke and potato quiche. Not low carb. I can tell you that. But you know what? Sometimes you got a spurge. Had a little side salad with it. Like a uh, like I said, potato artichoke mixed with a little goat cheese. Yes, I'm not usually a goat cheese guy, but I'll tell you what. This was outstanding. I'd love to take all the credit. I'd love to even give my blushing bride, my wife, the credit. But I can't. I have to give the credit to a brand new supporter of my show, of the Taz show, called Blue Apron. 
They made it possible. It's a very easy deal, man. You got to check this out, Dennis. Seriously, it's fresh ingredients delivered right to your doorstep. Step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card, okay, and pre-portioned ingredients. So, dude, you don't have to worry about, oh, well, I need this. I got to go buy that. No, no, no. They give you the, the, the recipe card, okay? The pre-portioned ingredients comes to your doorstep, and you compare it all in 40, 40 minutes or less. Very flexible deal. Customize your recipes each week based on your preferences. Of course, I'm going to get hit you guys with a bit, pretty good deal on this, by the way. So that's what I do. Talk about giving free lunches. I'm actually going to give you a real free lunch now. Not one, not two, but three of them. And that's a shoot. Okay. Blue Apron. Like I said, customize your recipes each week based on your preferences. And Blue Apron has several delivery options. So you can choose what fits your needs. And the best part is there's no weekly commitment. So you only get deliveries when you want them. You control it. This is perfect. You don't have to leave the house, go to the supermarket, deal with all the nuts and maniacs that are running around, smashing through a cart. Where's the bread aisle? Shut up! I got blue apron. I don't need no bread aisle. Where's the yogurt? I want the low fat. No! I go to Blue Apron. And what I love is Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients, like I said, to make delicious home-cooked meals. And check this out, Dennis. All for less than $10 per person. Per meal per person. How's that? The variety is crazy, dude. Choose from uh, new recipes each week or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. Recipes are not repeated within a year, so you'll never get bored. Meat, fish, veggie, poultry, you customize it. How about the guarantee? Last thing I'm going to tell you. Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promise that makes every ingredient in your delivery arrive ready to cook or they'll make it right. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with shipping, by the way, by going to blueapron.com slash T-A-Z. That's blueapron.com slash T-A-Z. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Go do it. That's blueapron.com slash T-A-Z. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Yo, support the sponsors of this show. Okay, because people love their free lunch. Support the sponsors. Otherwise, the free lunch, before you know it, it's not free anymore. <laughs> so you got to be careful. That support. all sounded delicious. No, dude, it's not, I'm not kidding. And I, I will know. get you involved with Blue Apron. I'm telling you, it's the real deal. It's the real deal for sure. So I wanted to just share all that with you guys. And talk to you about that. So that's the deal on that. Hey, uh, Colin in the Steel City, you are on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, good moment, Taz. Glad to hear you. Glad you're back for the New Year's, buddy. Thank you, big guy. How you doing, man? Uh, not too bad. I had a couple quick uh, quick questions. Uh, I was wondering, seeing that I'm a Pittsburgh guy, I was wondering your thoughts on Kurt Angle's induction into the Hall of Fame last night. Yes, sir. And um, I was wondering if you thought he might have one more match in the WWE left. Well, I, 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 first off, just so you know, Colin, I did talk a good amount. I, I'm sure you just joined the show because I talked about it in the first segment, but I'm very happy for Kurt. I'm very proud of him. If you get a chance to listen to the audio on demand or watch the VOD later, um, because I'm, I'm very happy for Kurt. It's well-deserved. This guy's worked his ass off, not just as a pro, but as a, as a, as a collegiate and amateur wrestler, but in the gym rat, you know? So I'm very happy for him. But now your other question, dude, about him uh, maybe having another match, I think that's you there, Cal. You gone or you there? No, I'm still. Oh, I, thought, I, I, thought I, lost, I thought I lost. I think it's definitely possible. Kurt's still in great shape. You know what I mean? Yeah, he definitely is. He's in good shape. I've watched a couple of his newer matches. Um, yeah, sorry I didn't catch the beginning of the show. That's all right. That's all right. 
I'm just getting off of work, and I'm uh, I'm heading home on the highway here. Hey, so hey, let me, Kyle, let me ask you a question, dude. That's, that's all good. I about that. So you saw one of Kurt, well, his matches since he's left TNA, you're saying, right? Uh, what was the one he oh, who did he wrestle? Was it Cody it was, Rhodes? No, it wasn't the Cody Rhodes match. It was some guy that I don't really know too well. Okay, no uh, problem. Well, I haven't seen Kurt work in a while, but... I can tell you this as a guy who's trained with Kurt like myself and wrestled Kurt many times. This is a guy who, you know, you hear that. He's a cyborg. He's a machine. It's not BS. He really is. The guy just doesn't, he could just keep going. I've seen this guy wrestle banged up, badly hurt, injured badly, uh, and still go out and kick ass in the ring. Colin, thank you for calling, by the way. Uh, he really is, like, uh, he's, is it subhuman? I used to argue uh, all the time with other producers that were on the show. Buy a hat. Uh, is it subhuman, obhuman? What is it called? What subhuman mean? Like someone's like a machine? No. That, 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 please, if you don't know the answer. To this I story. don't know the answer, but I, I would lean subhuman. You would lean subhuman? It okay. sounds proper. Yeah, I think it's subhuman, right? Or is it like he's above other humans? That'd be me. That's sub sub Something like that. <laughs> that's being arrogance. That's being... Yeah, that's... Subhuman is like I think you're like a ro please get video Brian involved. He's smaller than everybody here. God, I, I need someone with a good vernacular, good vocabulary. I don't need someone at the level of my intellect. Yes, yes. See, video Brian is saying that the prefix sub means below. So oh. if you're subhuman, you're below human. Oh damn, I was wrong. So he's so Kurt Angle is not. He's above subhuman. How about that? Yeah, he's like a, he's hu he's above human and subhuman. Sub, so he's like a freak machine human, like superhuman. Like, superhuman, that's the word we're looking yes. for. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, all right, sounds good. <laughs> hey, Miguel uh, in New Jersey, you're on a Taz show. Good moment, Taz. How are you? Good moment, boss. Good, good. Uh, by the way, I think uh, I think uh, I don't know if this is the appropriate word, but I think you could say also immortal, right? Or above human. I think immortal. Yeah, I could. I keep thinking sub was something. I don't know why, but I guess not. Uh, what's going on, Miguel? Hey, I, want, so I wanted to talk about uh, Kurt Angle. I'll kind of <laughs> switch it up a little bit since yeah. I know the caller just asked about it. No problem. Um, you know, I'm really excited that he's coming back, especially for the Hall of Fame. I'll actually be down there. I'm going there. Oh, nice. Here for WrestleMania. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I don't. I usually don't go to the Hall of Fame every year, but uh, this year I'm definitely going. I want to see him get inducted, of course. He's one of my, you know, one of my favorites growing up, for sure. Yeah, no, I think um, that's, you know what, thinking of, speaking of that, Miguel, we got to get, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fans of the Taz show that end up down to Orlando for WrestleMania. God, it would be grand if there was a Taz show signed at the Hall of Fame and or WrestleMania, Miguel. We got to work on that. Oh, I can, I, can, I can certainly do that for you, Taz. I really? Interesting. Interesting. Well, you would do it yeah, because okay. you're a fan. I, don't, I would never tell you to do that. Wink, wink. No. But, uh, no I, would I, want to, I want to support the uh, you know, greatest show that I watch uh, every yes. week. Uh, I think I, I think I tweeted you that, and uh, you know, by far, this is my favorite show to put on every day. So, well, I appreciate you, know, you supporting the show. I really do. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, let me let me switch up my question a little bit. Let me ask, as far as uh, Kurt Angle returning, if it is possible, do you see it more likely happening this year at WrestleMania, or do you think maybe they'll wait a year, run the table, and have it next year at WrestleMania? I think you, you want to strike while the iron's hot, and to be frank, Kurt will be one year older in a year. So I think if you're going to do it, you do it now. If you do... You know, have him wrestle at WrestleMania, which I guess would make sense. I, I think right now they're kind of just absorbing the fact that he accepted the Hall of Fame deal and that that they announced it to the world, and that's a big, big deal. 
and then one step at a time, and then you could, I guess, if they want to have him wrestle at Mania, you know, shoot some kind of an angle or something like that. Uh, and thank you, Miguel, for calling the show. I appreciate it. Uh, I guess you could do something along those lines. I mean, uh, but, but you know, uh, I think Kurt is the type of guy that's always in shape. He's always in ring shape. Um, you know, he's had you know, multiple, you know, different neck surgeries and, not, and, and issues with his body, and be, he's beat up. But like I told you, the guy is, I could tell you from experience, it's like he don't stop, bro. I've seen this guy, even as he got older. While I was in TNA with him, he was getting in there and having five-star matches, and he was had ice all over his body, messed up, this and that. And then he'd get in the ring, and he'd just, like, tear it up. Like, I would look at Mike today sometimes, like, yo, is Kirk going to be able to go or what? He's like, yeah, no, I think he's, wor- he's working. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's an animal, I'm telling you. Wasn't I feel like when his time was up with TNA and there were rumors to him coming back to the WWE – that they didn't want to sign off on a on a contract because they were concerned about his like he had a bunch of neck surgeries. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to have another match. Maybe this was them coming to a compromise. Like, look, you're Hall of Famer. Maybe. We're going to put you in the Hall. Yeah, yeah. But we can't, especially after what happened with Sting. Right, right, right. right. You know, he's 48 years old. Yeah, Kurt. Uh, yeah, Kurt. Right. And he can he can definitely still go, yeah. but liability wise, it might not be best to have him wrestle as as much as everybody would love to uh, see yeah, him go I, one I more match. Yeah, I think maybe you see him bump somebody, do an angle slam, put an ankle lock on someone, place will pop like crazy, and we're good to go. I mean, maybe not a match to your point, but if you put him in a match, um, I'm thinking he could probably still go. A little bit different story than Sting. I'm just telling you. Oh, yeah. I think he can still go. I mean, full-time schedule? No way. I don't think Kurt wants to do that. I don't think WWE would want him to do that. Um, I think a limited deal and, you know, well, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just he signed a legend deal for all we know. And he, I don't know. I don't really know. I did talk with Kurt, like I said yesterday, last night, but I would never ask him that. That's none of my business, nor did he tell me. I, that's not what I do. I told you guys that. I got my sources, but they're not sources. I, I Because they're friends. <laughs> so I, these are guys I, I I trained with, wrestled with, and was on a road with. I, so I don't, I don't pluck them for information. That's not what I do. That's not my style. That's not me. You understand? Yes. What? One more word and I'm hanging up on you. You have something you want to say, sir? You're looking uh, well, at me like well this. Now, like this. Well, now I'm like. Wait, hold on, Brian. Look at The wheels. Like are, <laughs> <laughs> look at me. The wheels are Bro, turning. Wake up! Wake up! And I'm starting a fantasy book. Does he make an appearance before the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania? Like in ring just to say like, hey, welcome back to the WWE. Like happy to be here. I wouldn't do that. I mean, you no? could do that. No. Because I was going to say. Rusev is guaranteed to come down, right, and, and eh, cut one yeah, of his. Yeah, I guess. But he's going to be, uh, he, Kurt's going to be on, uh, what do you call it, the ESPN, I think, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, Wednesday with the coach. With. So we're going to see him, which I don't even agree with that. I, I don't think we should see him at all until the Hall of Fame. That's my opinion. Okay. I really don't. That's what, that's what I would do. I'm just saying. Um, I think it's interesting, too, that WWE said, it's not the first time they've done this, that ESPN broke the news, you know. Let's be honest, okay? Why are you smirking? You, do you want to say it? I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> no you go ahead. Just no, say no, no. It. Listen, those are my friends at WWE. I, mean, Let me tell you about my best I can't say nothing bad about them. But me you, you me either. No, I'm. <laughs> we're in the same boat. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm doing all the rowing, and you're you're uh, yeah. row, row. Yeah, we're rowing and we're drowning. Go, 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 go. I just thought we were going in circles. No, no, we're just we're just drowning. We're, we're, <laughs> We've got to plug that leak. Our friends in Stanford. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I, look, I, you know I mean? I got to call it straight up. <clears throat> you know, uh, I think it's cool how how it, WWE and ESPN do their business, but come on. It's not like ESPN is 
getting this information from someone about Kurt and then they're stooging it off. It's smart of WWE to do what they're doing here. They make it as if it because it is obviously ESPN's big media. It's worldwide media. We know that. So it, they allow ESPN to break the news, and then WWE gives them credit for the news. That's very smart. That's very, very smart. But for those of us that you know are in the know, or for those that are real, real hardcore fans, you're like, okay, y'all, how's ESPN breaking the news? You're giving them the news! <laughs> <laughs> How are they breaking the news? You gave them the news. So, But it is a smart move by the WWE. You know what I mean? To do what they do with that, it, it really is. I mean, it makes it feel bigger. It but comes come off like it's like it. You know, it's an it's an NFL and NBA. It's like oh, breaking news. Right, WWE right, right. is inducting. Smart, and I think that and you're right. And I think that's where WWE is kind of changing their their uh, their business model and their brand a little bit because they, I think, are aware they need to branch out, brand out, and not just have their own propaganda. And I mean that not not negatively. I mean that as a shoot. So, you know, by saying something like that, the casual fan will say, oh, wow, ESPN just said Kurt Owens going to WWE. And then they'll watch it and, and they heard WWE say, oh, we, you know, we want to thank uh, ESPN for breaking this news. You know, that type thing. And, and that's smart. Look, WWE could have very simply put out the news about Kurt Angle. It's their own news. They're the ones who decide who goes in the hall. And they could have broke that news and put it on their social media. Absolutely. They, they've done that a million times. And they could do it again. And it works. But have uh, one of your partners in ESPN, who is a massive, massive worldwide brand, news brand, media brand, sports brand, you know, have them break the news. Yes. Very smart. You know, it's very smart. And it's, it's not self-serving by WWE. It's a good move. And it's things that, like that, how they think that it's, very, it's, very, it's just very smart on their, on their part. You know what I mean? When I first heard it, I was like, wait a minute. What the? Hold on a second. ESPN broke the news. Wait a second. Like, what? wait, what's going on here? But but I got it. 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 So that's the deal on that. Uh, got to get talking about Raw here in a second. Like I said, uh, we got a lot to cover on that. I might as well jump into that right away. Hmm. I think I should. Because Raw was extensive. I didn't, You know what? Damn it. I did not give enough detail on the WWE UK because I got too sidebarred. This show's going to run late because I got a lot going on here. I, you know, let me back up. I'm sorry to be over the map for a second here. I'm a little rusty. I want to go back to the WWE UK thing. I gave a lot of thoughts on the announcing. Like I said, I thought Nigel and Michael Cole knocked out of the park. I gave you my reasons why Cole uh, sounded so much different and people are praising him as opposed to some of his work on Raw, which really sounds great, but he's not getting the same praise. So if you missed that, you just joined the show live, watching or listening, you can go back and listen to the audio demand, on demand from today or the VOD. Oh, it might be a nub-worthy clip, I'm sure. And you guys will see it that way. Um I have to say, though, they started the show, the WWE UK tournament. They started with a with video package, profile package. I wasn't a fan of that. I know why they did it. I think the first one was on Trent 7, okay? I know why they did it, and they did video packages on all the talents before their matches, which I, I told you guys in the past, that's what WWE does so well. They will introduce new talent in, like, a blink of an eye, and they make stars. And they made a few stars out of the, the weekend, Obviously, Pete Dunne is one star they made. Okay, we know that. Obviously, Tyler Bate, who won the whole kit and caboodle, he's a star made. You know, Trent Seven didn't win, and he's a star that came out of this thing. Wolfgang, Wolfie, Wolfie Jones, he came out of this a star. 
Okay, and he didn't win the thing. So that so my point is, I was not a fan of right out of the box, right out of Jump Street, all that energy in that building, Blackpool Jones, the whole thing. I don't think they should have started that with a video package. I, I how would they have done it? I hate to be the guy who bitches about something, and I usually give you a counter. I, I think maybe you do, uh, you know. I, I don't know. Maybe you do it. Do, uh, I'm trying to remember how they did this. I think they did the package first, and then Trent Seven's entrance. I believe is what they did. I would have him enter, let people pop for him, talk about him, and while he's in the ring, maybe then throw the package. I don't think that's what they did, but I think that's what they should have done, if that makes any sense. That That's what I think. So, just saying. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, Trent Seven, 35-year-old, uh, you know, I was surprised that, that they did say his age. He's 35 years old. is not young in the business. But, um, you know, they were honest about it. I mean, and, and Trent Seven got just a great face his, his face has got to look like you, you, very recognizable face the, the guy looks like a star there's something about his hair his face i can't explain it you know you could just gts his name if you haven't seen this cat trent seven and um face looks great physique not so much uh no uh but but you know he just you don't really have uh i, I know that's the gimmick i guess for him but he just, his physique looked like he really worked out very little his whole life. Like, you can't have that. You got you to gotta have something going on. You got to. And and um, doesn't matter. His work is very strong. His promo work is excellent. Um, they said he was from Progress Wrestling. It was so nice to hear. And we saw some representatives of Progress Wrestling in the audience. I've done some business with Progress Wrestling and still do. You guys know when I was doing BBBs, Breakdown Before Breakouts, I was profiling wrestlers from Progress. And, um, you know, uh, they're a great company there in the UK. And it was nice to see WWE acknowledge other people, uh, other companies, I should say, and and put them over. And they did this. They were honest about it. It felt refreshing. Uh, You know, my only negative thing, and I put over the announcing, was I felt like, and I think I know why they did it, sometimes throughout the show, the announcers, it's my only negative thing on the announcing, I should say. Otherwise, I love the announcing. I felt like they led me and led the audience a little bit in every match on who was going to win the match, like before the finish. you know. And I think that, that that's something that you got to be careful of. And um, I, I know I had that habit when I first started doing color commentary and then Vince McMahon, you know, and Kevin Dunn, those guys are the ones that said, listen, dude, you, you can't do that. This is what you're doing. I didn't realize I was doing it until I listened to my, my work back. You don't want to lead the audience. You know, let me sink into the story and don't tell me the guy's going to win now with this move. You know, you can do that once in a while, but not all the time. And I felt like throughout this first day, they did that. And, you know, I don't remember if it was Nigel or Cole. I just felt like as a team, I felt like I was led a little bit. But I don't think most people noticed that. Okay, I noticed that, I guess, as a former announcer, you know, and a former wrestler. Uh, but otherwise, the announcing, as I said, was great. And and as far as some of the wrestlers uh, in, in the tournament, I got to tell you, uh, you know, like I said about Trent Seven, I mean, this is, this is you know, where I, I, you know, we put out a graphic, the good, the bad, and the, the good, the bad, and not ugly about this WWE UK tournament, because it was more good than bad, and there was really no ugly. But some of these guys, I got to be honest with you, these wrestlers need to get in better shape. And some of these guys are young guys. They, they, need to, they need to train. I'm just being honest. They need to lift weights and diet. They need to tighten up their bodies a little bit. I got to be honest with you. Not everybody's got to be a giant. Not everybody's got to, you know, look like Batista. I'm not saying that because Lord knows I didn't. But you know what? I trained. I ate right. And I always kept my body as, as tight as I could and thick and, and powerful as I could in shape. You know, and, and some of these guys just didn't look. They look like they just 
just got the call that morning and they hadn't wrestled in weeks. And like, hey, you're going to wrestle tonight. You know, and they just showed up. You know, like that's how, I'm not saying that's what happened, but that's how some of these guys look. You, you got to get in better shape. You got to get in better shape. Not all of them, but some of them. Some of them did. You know, the guys that went to the final, Tyler Bate, that kid's in shape. Okay? Pete Dunn, that dude's in shape. You know, and, and the beauty of both those guys and a lot of guys in this tournament, it, it, the WWE, and I tweeted about this yesterday, they are not obsessed with being having this giant size anymore. You know, it seems like that because this tournament showed there were a lot of guys that were under six foot. And, and, and some a buddy of mine texted me and said, I feel like I'm watching 205 Live here. A lot of these guys are, are barely over 205, where someone like Wolfgang was, was a big, like 250. And that's not even that big, to be honest with you, in our business. <laughs> 250. And then he was the big guy in this thing. Uh, unless I'm skipping someone or missing someone. Danny Bur- uh, Birch is a big dude, and he got hurt, actually, um, in his match. I believe it was him who got hurt. Yeah, he got his head split open, I think, in the back. Yeah, he did. Against uh, Devlin, but um, but you know anyway, the card, the 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 shows both days were good. Uh, Pete Dunn, like I said, I thought he came out as a star. Um, you know, uh, uh, very good intensity by the young guy. Um, uh, they, when he won on the first day, they profiled him with an attack uh, while all the guys were lined up, and Triple H and, and William Regal out there talking about tomorrow is the finals, yada yada yada, whatever. And boom, Pete Dunn attacks his his opponent, which was great. Um, you know, I, I, so all in all, I, I really enjoyed the, um, I really enjoyed both days. Um, I was surprised a 19 year old and Tyler Bate won. I picked that Pete Dunn would win. Uh, Pete Dunn did not win. He went to the finals and, and it was a good little tease that he was going to win, but he didn't. And congratulations to the young man, 19 years old, Tyler Bate, uh, with that Tyler driving 97. Uh, it's badass. Somebody said, what's 97? Well, let's do the math. If uh, if he's 19 years old uh, and it's Tyler driving 97, guess what? He was born in 1997. Yes. So <laughs> that's what that means if you think about it, right? He's 19. He's you know I'm a math loser over here. You know what I mean? So was there a problem? No, we did it. We did math earlier, and now we're doing math again. Yes. We're we're on our game today. Yes, yes, we are doing lots of math, and we're not doing any more of the rest of the show. Not today. But anyway, that's the deal on that. All right, I got to go to break. Also, on a break, we'll have Mike Johnson coming up. Uh, I will get into Raw. I'm, I saw, I'm sorry. I thought I would be able to do it this past segment, but I'm running late on stuff. You guys on the phone, if you guys want to hang on, I'll get to you after I talk to Mike. I'll, I'll do my damnedest, I promise. Late City Jones here. I'll be right back with Mike Johnson, PW Insider Report. Sit tight. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Yeah. We're back here at the Taz Show. One hour down. One hour to go. Everybody's running the muck. Everybody's running around. We've got the PW Insider Report coming up in a few seconds here with the Mike Johnson. That'll be on the via Skype. I believe that the uh, the Dennis Jones, the lumberjack himself, I believe you might have some information for us here shortly in a second. I know you're working on that. Slow rolling Jones here. You're just trying to get your act. You got a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts, uh, a lot of stuff you have to deal with. Um, so you could, uh, whenever you could start. You know, I'm ready when you, you are. About this, you do this right here. I mean, yeah. So what do you got? You got some information for me, sir? Yes. Uh, I have good news and I have great news. Which would you like first? The great news. The great news, dun da da. Today, son. God. Taz is trending. Oh, trending, trending, trending. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. What the hell? 
Taz keeps I was, I was late. I was doubling up. <laughs> double trending. up. Double up Jones. I was I was so happy. That's the next time. You don't do back to back Whammy City. I just saw the that. smile on your face. I didn't want to let you down. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I've been let down many times here. Every single time. Don't let me down. Not today. Please. All right, all right, we got our next segment called PW Insider Report. By the way, thank you, everybody, for getting the show trending. Let's keep it trending, bitches. Okay, don't suck. And for those people listening to Audio On Demand, I know you don't care because it's not trending anymore because you listen to it taped. Taped. That's my age. On the VHS. That taped works. Taped. 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 <laughs> all right. Three, two, one. And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike 10 minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. Hello, Mike. Hello, Taz. How are you? Great. You seem very <laughs> excitable. I think the word you're looking for is cold. It is cold here. No. I'm sure it's cold there as well. No, 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 no. No! No, I'm cold with you. Okay, that's why. Why? Oh, I have my reasons, sir. Okay, and one of them was the last time you were on the show, what you said, oh, you, got, you built a nice little audience. You, I haven't slept for days because of that comment. Do you realize that? Cause, days. Because you overreacted? Yes, I overreacted. You called my audience little. I'm trending. That's not what I said. I trend all the time. Who else do you deal with that trends besides the WWE? Who? Me, me, me. You are quite the trendsetter. Thank you. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. How can I help you, sir? What's going on? What's going on? Talk to me. I don't know. You woke me up out of a sound sleep and oh, yelled at me <laughs> yeah, like every know, other Tuesday. You know why? Because you're putting up audio at 5 in the morning. That's why you're in a sound sleep. You're putting up audio about stuff that I was going to talk about. You upcutted me. You stole my content. Well, I apologize. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Yes, you did. Tired of you, Johnson. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're, you're dunked in ice. Do you have any news, scuttlebutt? This might be the shortest segment ever of PW Inside. And I like Mike, but he's pissed me off, Dennis. I'm telling you. When are you going to interview Dennis Jones, the lumberjack? Why don't you interview him? You didn't interview the captain. Buy a hat. Why did you interview him? Him? Why not? He's a nice okay. guy. He's a good guy. He doesn't yell at me, so right now he's over. I'm not yelling at you, and I am over. We're over. We're all over. I'm not yelling. I'm talking to you, Mike. How many years you know me? Too many. Right. 94, 95. Thank you. It's just not how I talk at times. It's how you talk all the time. So that's it. I'm not yelling. This is just me talking. I'm sorry if you're so sensitive. You feel like I'm yelling at you. Okay. You're a tad bit excitable. No. How about I feel like this? Back, I, feel like, I, feel, I feel like you're going to wrestle Joseph Oldie at Kutcher's or something. <laughs> that was definitely a different task. Um <laughs> That right there. There were multiple Tazes back then. Yeah, that multiple was. Multiple Tazes oh. Ooh, that was, ooh, that was bad. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna see if the other Tasmaniac has a show. Maybe I'll hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, yeah. Okay, Mike. Listen, uh, I'm quasi joking with you. Okay, I'm not. I know. I'm not. Well, quasi. That means uh, not exactly. But I. You know what? I'm never gonna forget what you said to me. Never. But I'm good. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, why are you up? <laughs> why, why are you up at five in the morning putting audio out? What, what the hell are you doing? You trying to upcut uh, me? Well, there, there, there's a very unknown secret uh, on my father's side. Everyone in my family has insomnia. Okay, yeah, I so understand. So my grandmother had it, my aunt had it, my uncle had it, my father has it, and now I have it. 
No one cares. Okay, listen, I understand that, but but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. You you come on a show live at 7 a.m. Well, actually, in your case, it was 8 a.m. because it's segment, segment three Jones. But you come on, and you know you're coming on in three hours. You do you do audio at 5 a.m. Well, why do why why do you need to come on my show then if you're going to drop your own audio at 5 a.m. Am I competing with my friend Mike Johnson? Am I competing with PW Insider now? No, I'm just here to make you happy. No, no, you're avoiding my questions and comments, sir. Uh, you're not competing with me. We're in a different realm. You're live, and I'm not. Uh, we are in a different realm, a lot different realm, yeah. correct. Hence why we do business together. You're a news site, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just working on getting a spinoff show here, Taz. Oh, look at this guy. Why is he Jones? He never stops. <laughs> he just can't stop. Can't help himself. He can't help himself. You're really starting to... You're in the Bronx, right? Yep. Dude, I could be there in about 30 minutes. You realize that, right? I, 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 I want to meet you outside your house and just fight you. I mean... <laughs> I didn't do that. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so, but it was well placed, I gotta say. Alright, so what's up, bro? Talk to me. <laughs> well, we got we got some interesting stuff going on. Um, obviously tonight is SmackDown. Uh, as we as we mentioned on the site yesterday for elite subscribers, there is talk that a female that has been very talked about will be returning tonight. Uh, we've heard Mickey James is in town, Ooh. so it'll be interesting to see if she pops up on television. But Where, we where's the show, Mike? Know. I'm sorry, where's the show? I am totally blanking where the show is. GTS, my, my man is on it. Dennis, guy, continue with your points. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation that perhaps the La Luchadora will be revealed tonight, and it'll end up being Mickey James. Oh. We'll see. Obviously, Alexa Bliss is going to be defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Becky Lynch. So that certainly seems like a good point for a entry into the storylines for Mickey, but we'll see. Uh, but she signed, we've heard she signed a new two-year deal with the company a while back. So. Mickey. But see now, so yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, right? Deanna Perrazzo was doing the, uh, hold on a second, what's up? Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, Home okay. of the King. Home of the King, All right. So they're doing something oh, with yeah, yeah. And That makes sense because Jerry's on the show tonight too. Right, they already right. announced that. There you go. Okay, cool. So now, uh, back to La Luchadora. So, Deanna Perrazzo, was she like a stand-in for this at one point last week or two weeks ago? Well, they had her coming in. She came in a couple of times, and she was she was uh, doing the the per, the the, uh, the character. But I mean, it, you know, it's like Doink. It does, just because one person's under the mask doesn't mean they're uh, they're going to be revealed to be the person. You know, there's rumors that at one point they had as La Luchadora. Believe it or not, you know who it was was the guy who used to be on the show. Handsome Johnny. Slamming bods and beyond. That's what someone told me. I don't know how true that is, though. I'm just telling you. Well, he's got to go somewhere. <laughs> God rest his soul. Not around these parts no more. Hey, it's not my fault. I wanted to keep the guy. Now I got Anthony. I got a new call screener. Anthony. This guy, see this guy, bro. He's a trip. Um, Who's doing social media now? We don't have anyone. No one does social media. Why? Uh, so, so, someone's got the password. What? They, what they, why? 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 Is it bad? No, I just laughed and said, uh, coming up next was Mike Johnson and his PW Insider reporter. And I was like, what reporter do I have? Yeah, we're working on that. We got all different type <laughs> of people that do it. It's not good. It's bad. So I do, want, so. I do want to talk about something that has uh, a lot of... Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold okay. on. So let me get this straight. You only notice when they're... <laughs> Dennis sees. You only notice... When you see something is not kosher with the social media of the Taz show, when it pertains to you, sir, that's what it is, right? No, that's not the case at all. I noticed that in my mention, in my uh, in my timeline, there were not as many Taz show tweets, and I thought perhaps the regular person was sick, and I was going to ask if everything was okay. 
There is no sick on the Taz show, sir. You're either fired or you work here. That's how this works. That's why my Sounds staff good. rotates every two weeks. Okay, so what is your point, sir? Please get to it. I'm busy. So, interesting story I talked about yesterday on PW Insider. As as, as you were discussing in the last segment, yes. WWE UK Championship just took place. Yes. And Tyler Bate, first UK champion. So, there's a lot. we've gotten a lot of questions. What's next? What's next for that division? What's next for WWE in the UK? Right. Um, there are discussions ongoing, and I'm, clo- I'm told close to being done, that WWE is working on making a deal with Insane Championship Wrestling, ICW, mm. to bring ICW's product to the WWE Network wow. as part of the the, uh, the long-planned, let's get some independent wrestling on the network that oh, we talked oh, about. What about progress? They're obviously doing business with progress. Uh, progress there, there's been speculation about progress and over the top, which is a promotion out of Ireland that was also represented at the UK Championship. They had the uh, the, the the promoters from each group there on the uh, the this the Saturday show. Right. Um. So there's talk about that, but the only one that I've heard the, specifically, the deal is close to done and it's going to be announced very soon. Is Insane Championship Wrestling. I'm sure wow. the others will. I'm sure the others are, are being discussed in some fashion, but the ICW one is the one that I kind of feel confident with talking about. We're, we're getting to the, the, the end zone here of an announcement coming. That's big, man. That's big news. Yeah. Because you know, you're right. We've all heard and we've all chatted at times, different times, about, hey, put some independent pro wrestling on a network, and I think that'd be badass. Yeah. The uh, Now, remember, WWE put out a survey last year. They sent it out to some of the subscribers asking would they be willing to pay uh, an additional $5 for a tier that would include some new bells and whistles, including the independent wrestling. So I think we're looking at, as they get close to the three-year anniversary of the WWE Network, we're looking at the potential of, hey, we're going to have WWE Network plus all this other stuff for an additional fee. And I'm curious to see how many of the current subscribers will transfer over and go for the higher premium version. Well, this is the world we're going in, and you know I got to be honest in defense to you guys. You know, you and Dave share it, PW Insider. You know, we have a lot of fun and stuff, but you guys were kind of, to be honest, were ahead of the curve on this for quite some time, and and maybe some, a little bit, maybe one or two of your, your competition years ago, like you guys, with subscription base. And it's subscription base. Sometimes people cringe when they hear subscription. There's no reason to cringe if you're getting something that's good content, and you're getting something maybe you can't get elsewhere. Uh, there's nothing wrong with subscription base, you know, and I think that's the business, the wrestling business. We're seeing this so much with different things now because we all watch as an audience. Forget wrestling, as people, right? We watch TV different because a lot of times we don't watch TV anymore. We watch everything on our phone or or our computer or our tablet. I'm done with the tablets. But for the most part, it's it's you know there's subscription on a lot of the stuff, right? So yeah. you know you guys have the free site, but obviously the elite is better. You know, so and, and you guys, how long have you been doing that? The elite gimmick. Uh, twelve years. This uh, wow. twelve years. The twenty fourth is so, the twelve year anniversary of the site. So you guys were ahead of the curve on that, and and so for my point is, so if WWE is going to charge more money, some people be like, oh God, I'm I'm struggling paying ten bucks a month, which maybe some people do struggle, and, and that sucks for them, but they love wrestling and they want it, and they know it's a great value because it is. And now they're going to pay another. How much did they say they would charge? Would you say? Did uh, you... And the survey was that 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 tier with the independent wrestling would be fourteen ninety nine a month. So you could still, you know, what I'm understanding. Might correct me if I'm wrong. You could still have the WWE Network, and if you don't want that tier, then you could still pay you nine ninety nine, right? Correct. But now for another hypothetically, not hypothetically, for argument's sake, five bucks, you get indie wrestling or whatever you get UK wrestling, right? 
Right. That that was that that was the details that were revealed in the survey last year. They could always change that up because obviously those surveys are more for collecting data that they can you know analyze and scrunch and crunch numbers on. Yeah. The interesting thing about that survey last year was it also included the idea of signing up for the WWE Network for free and just getting the linear network, you know, the streaming content. Sir, minus sir, sir, I know what linear means. I'm in the business. Please, sir. Please. Yes. I know what that means. Don't 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 okay. don't talk down to me, sir. Please. All right, don't treat me like I'm subhuman now. <laughs> Why is this Jones? All right. Well said, well he said. Touche, he was listening. Touche, your last segment on the show ever. Okay, continue, Mike. All right, I, I, <laughs> let me go cancel my Blue Apron order. Ah, the Blue Apron. Mike, you got to try this. Okay, aside, bro, I'll sell you on it. It's because it's great. It's legit. All right, I'm going to. I saw your tweet. I'm going to take a look at it. No, you should. I'm not kidding. You should. Support the show, sir. Support the show. Okay? Okay, continue. I will do my best. Yes, please. I know you got a lot of money, but, Mike. You're loaded with money. You got lights that go on when you clap. I know. I've seen you. I've seen it. Can you shut the lights real quick? Do a dark match for us. Do no, it. not now. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> watch this. That's why you got to watch the video. Lights off. Yes. <laughs> happy now. Dark Matt Jones, I'll tell you who's not happy. Video Brian, he's like, God, dog, you turn the lights on. You look good, Mike. You look better in the dark, I got to tell you. <laughs> I got to say, you look really good in the dark. Oh, wow, it's pardon you, you sat down. Okay, so uh, what were you saying now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. But, uh, you know, it's interesting because the, what, what's very interesting to me about the whole let's put independent wrestling on the, on the network is – Whenever somebody says, oh, WWE has a monopoly on the business, WWE has too much uh, of, of the pie, if they're going to start licensing content from others and putting other content up there, they're no longer a monopoly because now they're supporting the little guy. Correct. Correct. So it's, and, and it's, you know, they're going from just being a content producer to a content distributor. So I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a... An, an evolution and, 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 and a chance for the company to take a next step in, in maturing as a, as a streaming entity. And, so. Mike, I said this earlier. I think it was segment one about WWE with some things, how they're, they know enough. I can't Dennis, Dennis, what the heck was I talking about? It was something about how they're evolving as a company. Um, maybe it was the U.K. stuff. I can't remember. But how they're doing things differently um, and, and giving people different content. And they're changing, I guess the, the cliche way to say it is they're changing with the times, you know, or trying to broaden their their massive fan base. Um, listen, I, look, everybody knows WWE, WWE and I are best friends again. We know that. People, let me tell you about my best friend. But the thing is. All of Fame Jones. Yeah, all of Fame Jones. But you got to give them credit because what they are doing is, bro. Mike, you know this. They are the top dog, right? There ain't no wrestling company catch them anytime soon, right or wrong? Never, it's never, ever going to happen. Correct. Now, the thing is, they are not complacent. That's what I appreciate for about them. I was just up in Stanford. As you know, I stopped at the deli. I got a ham and Swiss sandwich with, with mayo. I bumped into Black maybe. I, yes, I maybe bumped into an executive or two. I don't know. But all I'm telling you is they are not complacent. They want to keep winning and win more and be and they want to give the audience more and more content. So I got to put them over for that. And and they could just sit back and, and be the lead dog and, and, and be complacent, right or wrong. And they're not. They're not. No, I, I don't I think I don't think their their creative team is challenged. They're not creative. I don't I liked Raw, by the way. I did like Raw. And I didn't even get a chance to talk about it much yet. I'm gonna. But I did like Raw. But I gotta say, 
they're not challenged because there's no other company like back in the day with Nitro or something up their ass, you know, challenging them. So I think sometimes their creative team gets complacent. But as a brand and a production company and a worldwide entity, the WWE is far from complacent. No, I would agree with you. And I think, you know, you talked a little bit about like ESPN broke the story of Kurt Angle. They've worked very hard to kind of legitimize themselves and have relationships with outlets like ESPN and Rolling Stone. That's what I thank you, Mike. That, the Mike idea that's that, what I was saying. That's that's what I was yeah. talking about. ESPN. Thank and, you. And that's it. just that's just, you know, that's that's a branding move and it's smart. Sorry, I'm I'm getting mad at my producer. You were saying something? Oh, the branding move. Yeah. It is yeah, branding. It's, it's a branding move. It's, it's smart of them. Right, it is smart of them. Okay, is there any uh Besides your your opinions, uh, is there any uh, any dirt you have for me? Nothing. I just gave you a huge story. You did Two actually. Huge stories. You did. You did. You did. You did. You did give the Mickey James gimmick, right? And yeah. and, and that's his potential spoiler, Jones. And what was the other thing you gave me? The ICW <sighs> on the network. That was big. Mike Johnson coming through with a trending edition of the Taz Show. Yeah, baby. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did it. Man. I'm proud of you, Mike. That's very good. So you last another week on the Taz Show. I'm trying. I'm just trying to do a good little job for you. Why is this? Kurt Angle in the Hall of Fame. Did that catch you by surprise? Because i got to be honest, it caught me by surprise, and I was happy about it. You know what? It, it was one of those things that when they announced it, I went, oh, that makes sense. Because I had heard you know, he was looking to stop doing independent dates as of March. And I went, duh, I should have saw that coming. I know, like The foreshadowing was there, but I didn't put all the pieces together. I was happy for him because I know privately the last couple of years he's talked about he wanted to go back on the WrestleMania stage. He wanted that to be like his last moment in wrestling was to be back on the WrestleMania the, the, on a major deal. And, you know, I, I think he'll wrestle for WWE at least once. I don't think it'll happen prior to WrestleMania. I can see them doing the Hall of Fame induction and then the next day on Raw something happens with him to set up that return match uh, for the next pay-per-view. Because as we've seen with Goldberg and even with Sting a couple of years ago, the older names who maybe can't go full-time, WWE is a lot more willing to use them as special attractions. Yes. For pay-per-view. And you know, uh, what's you, know, you know what? And I'll tell you from a wrestler's perspective, uh, you know what special attractions sometimes do I'm to back, the locker room? Baby! One of two things. It either pisses them off to the point that they're like, uh, you know what, F the company because, you know, I'm humping the road, doing my thing, and now you bring in one of the big names from back in the day and they're making more money and they're getting a main event spot and I'm not, or it motivates the current talent. That's the thing I think about, because I've been in that role, so I know that feeling, you know what I mean? And it's a, it's a, it's a crappy feeling, but yet you can either you know, fold your tent and bitch about it and be disgruntled, or you get motivated by it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, uh, it was just announced John Cena is going to go off and do another film, uh, The Pact, for Universal Pictures, a comedy. That hold just on, got hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. God, God, dog. Let me get this straight. I'm sitting here, and I just give you some info and give you mm -hmm. some true insight of what I experience and what guys are experiencing now when they bring back big-name attractions, and you come back with a quote-unquote, yeah, and move on about John Cena making another movie? Well, no, I'm, I'm having a conversation with you, so I'm setting the stage for my next point. Please don't yell at me, sir. But now you have Cena getting ready to leave again, so look at look at the potential of bringing Engel in as Why a big name. Why are you yelling at me? I'm going to kick your I'm ass! Yes. Wait a minute, in the words of Taz, I'm not yelling, I'm talking. This is how I talk. Typical New Yorker, talking loud and yelling at oh, people. Oh, I'm sorry, why don't you come to my house and fight me, huh? <laughs> Wait a second! Get back to work before I give you a beating. 
Listen, my Mike. Boy. Listen, Mike. Calm down, son. Um, as I pointed out, I'm 30 minutes away from your house. So uh, I have a car that goes very fast with a I'm big engine. two minutes away from my crowbar. <laughs> hey, I've been called a crowbar, so don't worry about that. You have been. <laughs> Potato, crowbar, you yes, name it. this is all true. So you're talking about John Cena. What are you but saying? Yeah, but I think, you know, ob- you know, you talk about guys getting fired up. Remember when Rock came back to host WrestleMania years ago? Yes, yes, yes. So many guys in that locker room were so angry about it. Yes. And the reality is when someone steps in and and, and, and makes that bubble bigger, it's better for everybody because they're you're going to make more money on a show with the Rock's on than you would otherwise. Right, yes, and, yes, yes. It's a competitive thing, Mike. That's why guys yeah. get pissed. Guys are competitive. It's a good thing, not a bad thing. But I, get, I do get you drift. And you're right, yeah. it does. It does make it bigger and better when a big name, like, you know, like a rock or John Cena does something outside of the business, like then they come back. In. Yes. So pardon like me? a Taz. Ta- what? What did you say? Like a Taz. You're like saying a ta- like a rock, oh, like a Cena, and no, you said like no, a Taz. I'm not, I'm, no, no, I'm Western States paradise, bro. I, I, I don't. Uh, yeah. Come on. Please talk about Taz. I, what am I? I don't bother nobody. Mind my business, bro. Please. I thought that was the Central States title behind you. No, that's the Western States, and the other one is the Central States. Yes, no, that's okay. that's what's going on there. Um, yeah, no, I have nothing. I have an FTW. Bob Geigel represent. Bob Geigel. <laughs> I look, I got to go to break. Okay, we done here. You have anything else? Are we have We're two? done. We're done. Plug, We're done. Thanks plug, for having me Plug on. your stuff. Plug your stuff. Go ahead. All right, everybody. You can check us out at PWInsider.com or check us out at PWInsiderElite.com for three days free, ad-free, lots of audio, lots of uh, banter. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at PWInsider.com or you can follow me at MikePWInsider. And I thank you all for dealing with me. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. All right, Mike. Thanks very much, buddy. Uh, and you can listen to Mike and PW Insider upcut everything that I do. So uh, that's basically how this works. Mike, uh, thanks for coming on the show. All right. Thanks for not firing me. Talk to you next week. All right, big guy. We'll see you soon, pal. Take care. That's Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Johnson bringing the wood on another edition of the PW Insider. That's a good job right there. Mike actually did. Uh, you know what, Dennis? You told me before the second he was going to suck. He didn't suck. Uh, you know what? He did a good job. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Yo, see, I used to beg him to uh, interview the former producer of the show. Remember the captain? Buy a hat. And, and like, he just, he wouldn't do it. You know, like, I, so maybe we could get him to get the lumberjack, you, Timber! on the show. Well, by you telling him that I thought he was going to suck going in, I don't think that's going to. He didn't hear that. Don't worry about <laughs> it. He doesn't know. He Once his segment's done, shut off Jones. He's done. He moves on. Eagle, eagle guy. All lays down guys. on the couch. He's lays down on the couch. He takes a nap, puts a blanket on himself. You know, and that's what he does. And he sleeps until next Tuesday. I could see you, Mike. I thought you gave me the finger. He gave me a thumbs up. I thought he flipped me off. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's the deal. Mike Johnson. Uh, oh, by the way, how are we doing on the social media? Are we Can you give me an update before we go to break? Maybe the audience would like to know that um, the people listen to Audio On Demand, that they, uh, they really don't care, but I'd like to hear that sound effect in a 3, 2, 1. Or a 5, 4, oh, 6. Oh, wait. I hit it. Oh, my God. It was hit. Oy vey. There oh, we go. He's trending again. Taz keeps trending. And trending, and trending, and trending. Yeah, we're going to break. All of a sudden, break. I will get into Raw, I promise. It's been a busy show. I'll get to your phone calls, talking on the gimmick chat. Everything's going on. Very busy Taz show. Monday, I'm sorry, Tuesday edition. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yeah, so, uh, no, Tiki Barber is not in the studio. He is not in the studio. So, anyway, 
Tuesday edition of Taz Show. Going to talk raw here in a sec. We might run a couple minutes late in this episode of the show. Been gone for a few days. So, um, anyway, uh, you know, uh, the, the lumberjack here, Dennis Jones, you know, we're going to debut his new segment, Soren on social media. So, Humble Jones over here, you, Dennis, you said to me, you think we have time, and you're like, Taz, you got to get squeeze us in for me. We need to have this done. I said, look, it's my way or the highway, buddy. Your name may be on the marquee, but I'm coming up quick. <laughs> no, you actually said you were a gentleman. You said, listen, uh, you know, we don't have time. It's okay. And you go, I go, what are you talking about? You go, my segment. I go, do you have a segment? <laughs> Will you stop? And I'm like, what? So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, so we got to figure this out. We might not have time, but I'd love to get it in today. We, we haven't even touched Raw. Sir, so. sir, do you see this? Do you see what this is? This is an award. It's beautiful. Okay, I won this award because I'm awesome at what I effing do, okay? Do you understand? I trend. I'm a worldwide trending guy, bro. My, my audience loves me. I have a massive audience, despite what Mike Johnson says. And I'm telling you, I know what I'm doing, sir. You're panicking. You're like, we haven't audience. even done Raw. Oh, my God. We haven't done Raw. Stop it. Stop. Just stop. Stop it. Trust me. Stop. Just stop it. Stop. It's okay. Now you're acting like cool Dan Hay and Luke now. You're acting, oh, yeah, yeah. Fancy Jones face. Yeah. If we get to Raw, we'll get to Raw. No, now, now you're cool. Before, you were a little nervous. First time I seen you sweat. Well, it's hot in here today. It is hot. So, I don't know if we're going to have time to do your segment. We might not, but we might. Call an audible. We're running the two-minute drill right now. So on Raw, they kicked this bad boy off at Roman Reigns coming out. And they had a bunch of cats come out after Roman Reigns. Well, they showed, it was smart what they did at the very top of the show. They showed Roman Reigns' uh, B-roll, uh, secondary footage, of Roman losing the U.S. title to Chris Jericho. Now, this is very smart. Because what this does is reminds people, obviously, of what happened for those that have forgotten that Reigns, you know, lost the title. Now, you might not have forgotten because Roman Reigns, when he was a U.S. champ, he walked out with the belt like he could care less he had it. As we know, I like the guy, but let's be honest. You know, we've talked about that at nauseum. Now we're done with it. He you hardly knew the guy had the title. So I almost forgot he lost the title until the B-roll came up. So Jericho, uh, you know, has the title. So that was smart they ran that B-roll. And then uh, in Roman's promo, which caught me by a little surprise, which was a nice surprise, was Heyman, Paul Heyman. He interrupted and um, and made his way to the ring to talk about that his client, Brock Lesnar, is in the building, which got a big reaction. And despite that Dennis uh, Jones here, the lumberjack, thinks that Brock's not a big star anymore. That's kind of what you said, Dennis. That is what you said. Let's be honest. Verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> When's his contract up? Jeez. Oh, when will I have him in the show, uh, in the studio to do the show? <laughs> I have a feeling I'll be going out of the 44th floor window if he found that out. So um, so anyway, uh, when Paul came out, I want to point something out to you cats and cats. That's the girls. I don't know how you say that. I think that. cats are, are just the general... The unisex. Yeah, yeah, unisex. Yeah, okay. Subhuman. So, yeah, subhuman, unisex. Okay. So when Paul came out, notice something he did here, guys. He says, as he gets on the apron, he looks at Roman Reigns before he steps into the ring and says, do you mind? Basically saying, do you mind if I come in the ring? I think you might have even said that, something like that. The ex-permission. So the thing is... Well, why is that a big deal? I'll tell you why it's a big deal. This leads to a lot of stuff that I sometimes would would gripe on. That when there is a baby face in the ring and two heels come out and the baby face 
stands tall, or there's two heels in the ring, and the baby face comes out and just gets the ring, or two heels come out and there's three baby faces. Like the total disregard for that invisible wall of respect and danger combined. Heyman handled that on his own. He knows he's a heel, and he represents a nasty, you know, worker heel in Brock Lesnar. And he knows that Roman Reigns, no matter if people like him or not, is a big, big babyface. So he asked, I know people will butcher the way I said the word ask, but I don't really care. He mentions to Roman Reigns, hey, do you mind if I get in the ring? That is a big deal. That's a guy in Paul that is going to dot his I's, cross his T's creatively. That is very smart what he did. Okay, I like that. Those little things jump out to me. Because as a wrestler, a big badass babyface like Roman Reigns is, the character. You can't just get in the ring when you're a guy like Heyman is always talking smack and just get up in my face. It's my ring while I'm in that ring. And and I like that Paul gave him that respect and respected the business like that. And none of it surprised me. It was smart that Paul did that. Because Paul is huge into handling the little things the right way. And he did that. Because then we saw Jericho and Owens come out together, okay, and uh, talk about how they're going to be like the main event at WrestleMania. U.S. champ and, and, and the Universal champ, just like I told you was going to happen last week. Once they put that U.S. title on Chris, now it's like they're a married championship. I like the we. Yeah. We're the Universal, the United it's, States it's, Universal champs, that's what they're cute. called. It's funny. I don't like it, though. It's cute and funny. I just, you like it, though. I mean, it, it was funny, but we said last week Kevin needs to get serious. We want, he, I want, he, a, he I want did, an angry Kevin Owens. And he, you got that at the end of Raw, you know, with Power Slam Jones. Okay, we know that. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, I, I the gimmick is cute, but I just don't think the Universal Champ needs to be cute. Right. I don't. You obviously think he does. <laughs> no. Well, you said you liked it. I I enjoy it, but I, you don't want that from your your top heel. Then you why do you enjoy it? Because it was funny. I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. I, 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 it's cute. That's To me, it's not like, ah, ha, ha, knee slapper. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Oh. No, it's, 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 it's cute. It's funny. Universal champ, I don't think should be. No, nah, man, man, I tired. You're overthinking. I'm not overthinking it. I'm just telling you that you got you to gotta see more anger and rage in that universal champ. Kevin could pull that off. And I do think that, I don't know when, but that breakup with him and Chris has to happen sooner rather than later. And I think Chris should be the one that actually turns that real straight, crazy heel. I really do. I mean, I, I'm starting to rethink this thing. I think Chris can really get the right heat. And Kevin Owens could be a babyface. I really think, I'm starting to think that. But that's a whole nother topic down the road. Uh, because I've been doing a lot of thinking over the weekend on that, on that storyline with these two guys. But then Seth Rollins comes out. Basically says anything could happen at WrestleMania. Here we go. Braun Strowman comes out. And then the it hits the fan because then the Lesnar comes out. Brock comes out. Um, and and uh, that place was buzzing. That whole segment felt good. All hell broke loose. Uh, Sami Zayn jumps on the back of um, of Braun. It got crazy. Brock got in the ring. Uh, ring. Uh, suplex on, on Reigns. Um, he suplexed Sami Zayn. He... You know, then there's the the standoff with he him and uh, and Braun, a quick standoff, which was people liked and dig it. Two big badass dudes and all this kind of crap. Well done. I like the segment. I thought a lot got accomplished. You like it or you didn't like it? It it was good. It it, it sold what it needed to be sold. It gets everybody. Well, what did it, you like? Uh, I, 
Oh, Brock's not a superstar anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it did what it needed to be accomplished. I liked, you talked about weeks ago how you wanted Sammy to be more of this crazy taxi driver guy. Yes. And coming out of, out of nowhere, it started to show that. Yeah. yeah. You know, Braun. Not now, continue. <laughs> Braun, um, you know, standing there and everybody's in the ring and obviously being a huge presence as he is, people are scared of him. Right. Sammy Zayn didn't, hopped right in and then it ignited the brawl. And then Lesnar... You know, being the beast he is, he picks, he bides his time, he finds the right spot right. to, to right. enter, comes in, clears house, Reigns gets him quickly, but right. then he gets him back, and right, Bron, uh, and uh, Brock stands tall. Yeah, I, but you didn't like it though. I don't understand. Like, what, what no, it, no, it, I did it. Uh, I almost, I don't want to say predictable, but kind of predictable. No, I, I don't think you could say it's predictable. I don't think you could say that it was predictable because predictable would mean that you know. You would know that these guys are going to come out before they came out. Meaning, like when when Lesnar came out, I'm sorry, when Heyman came out and did the excuse me or whatever he said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you're telling me you expected Heyman to come out? No, originally no. When when Heyman, oh, you know what? I kind of did. When Reigns comes out and he starts putting over WrestleMania, wait, a or second, the Rumble, bro, hold on. I mean, I'm not tell- saying I'm Nostradamus. I'm just saying no, no, no. the beginning of the beginning of Raws are, are meant for like. We're setting up the show first and foremost, and then the big picture, and in this case, Royal yeah, Rumble. sets the table, sir. Yes. <laughs> right. So Reigns comes out. You know other – Reigns isn't coming out by himself. So Paul comes out, does – you know, asks to come in the ring. Fine. Was it predictable when Paul came out? Not when Paul came out, but you knew when Paul comes out, you know Lesnar, it's only a matter of time. I agree That's what that. I meant. So, I agree so with that. Yeah. sure, Paul might have been – well, Paul told you that Lesnar was there. Yeah, but you would have thought maybe maybe they would have saved him for the right time. Once once everybody started getting in the ring, you knew like Brock's coming in, Brock's going to clear house, and then we'll go from there. Well, I I am surprised we didn't see him later. Yes, that I agree with. That I agree with. Uh, the rest of the stuff you said, I men's and men's agree with. I don't think that that segment was predictable. I enjoyed that segment. I thought that they they. They did the right thing by not having Paul and Brock come out together. You get why? Why not maximize two pops separately as opposed to engulfing them and marrying them together? When it's a promo segment, if you're not going to start with a match, which I would love it if they start with a match, but they don't do that a lot. It's just a lot of people have been bitching moaning about that for years. Sometimes they do start with a match. It's not often. I bet you Dallas the Donuts SmackDown starts tonight with a match. Prediction Jones, no on the fence. You know me, I put myself out there. Just like the UK thing. I, by the way, I have to apologize. I said I thought Pete Dunne, I tweeted it on Saturday, whatever it was, it was going to win the whole tournament. I was wrong. Went to the finals and lost. That was I, a guess, I, though. I was wrong. I was wrong about the Cowboys. I thought they win. Not I was wrong about weekend. the Seahawks. Not my way. I, I'm wrong on everything. Just wrong. Completely wrong. Wrong. Nonstop. Yes. But anyway, back to Raw. I, 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 um, I, do, I like the segment, so it's fine. I mean, Enzo and Cass came out. Uh, and they wrestled uh, Rusev and Jinda. Jinda. And the thing is, I got to tell you, this match was okay. The beginning of this match was a little messy. Some stuff got a little discombobulated, as they would say, from a timing, physical perspective. It happens. You got four guys in there. It got a little crazy. You know, Enzo and Cass are doing the whole, ah, crazy guys. Ah, so sometimes when you do that, you got to be in control, and they weren't really in control uh, of, of the spots. It got a little rusty, rough. But they tightened it up and fixed it. And I thought the rest of the match was very good, and Enzo ends up winning the match um, for his team with the with the with the gimmick f- Fernum splash. 
So uh, what does he call it again? I I think they call it Boom Shakalaka. Boom Shakalaka. Air yeah. Boom Shakalaka. Yeah, Something boom along shakalaka. those lines. So uh, then we saw uh, Davari and uh, Lince Dorado. And what happened was uh, Gall- Jack Gallagher, the gentleman himself, was on commentary along with Austin Aries. Now someone tweeted me. I apologize. don't remember who it was. It said, why did they not show Austin Aries on commentary? They did. They showed him sitting right next to freaking uh, Gallagher about three times. Now, in regards to these two guys sitting there, look, it's obvious when uh, Aries is ready to compete, he's going to be right in the thick of this 205 Live thing and this cruiserweight gimmick. And he's going to be the cruiserweight champ. That's going to happen, in my opinion. Really, it's going to happen because he'll really galvanize that whole division. Him and, so. him and Neville going to have a good match? Well, I think Neville, yeah, absolutely. But I think Neville, if you put it on Neville, which they could do with their eyes closed, and you know, I think the, the, long, the long-term the long champ is Aries. Well, why? They're both great workers. I'm a fan of both of them. To be honest, Aries is the better talker. Oh, yeah. Neville, Neville's promos are good, but it, but Aries is better. And the new Neville is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But I do think, I think the long-term hood ornament of that division will be Austin Aries. Neville obviously right there in the thick of it. You know what I mean? Uh, I I I don't I even though Rich Swan uh, showed awesome intensity last night in his attack on um, who did he attack? Draw blank. Uh, oh Neville. Was he attacked Neville? Neville. Yeah, he Neville. Yeah, his intensity was amazing in that deal. Let me back up. Uh, uh, Gallagher and Aries um, at the announce desk. I I like Aries was a little bit sarcastic with Gallagher. I don't think it was enough. I do think. Aries should have got a little bit more confrontational with Gallagher. And I think Gallagher kind of was not dismissing Aries. He was concentrated on his opponent because he said he was scouting Davari. Of course, tonight they're doing an I forfeit match instead of I quit. Okay, which is cute. It's funny, whatever. But I do think that Gallagher and Aries should have been more. Com- I think that it should have been a little. I think there's money in Gallagher and Aries. I really do. I do think there's money there. Okay, and I do think they, they missed a little bit of an opportunity last night to WWE not to capitalize on having uh, Aries be a little bit more co- uh, confrontational in with Gallagher. Now, maybe it's a situation because maybe uh, Aries is not medically cleared for a while, so they don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse right now. That could be one reason. It could be that maybe the company just doesn't want to do that right now and go to the, the story of Aries and Gallagher. I don't know. I do think that... Aries, um, definitely, uh, you know, him and Gallagher, I, I think could have had a really good little, little tension there, and not take away from the match. There's a certain way to do it when you're doing commentary, and I think both these guys, the professionals, Gallagher and Aries, to do that, and Michael Cole would have reined them in. I really do. Uh, Davari won the match here with a Cobra Clutch. I don't remember seeing him do a Cobra Clutch recently. Seems like that's, this is his new gimmick, I guess. I guess he's going to use go for it a lot tonight or use it tonight in the I Quit match or the I Forfeit matches they're calling it, which is pretty funny. Um, did you like it, the, the whole segment? Uh, the the match itself was, was eh, I think it was more used to put over, obviously, to put over Gallagher and Davari. I like what you said. Having... I mean Gallagher on the mic is is awesome. Yeah, and his whole yeah. you know, his whole gentlemanly gimmick is yeah, hysterical. Awesome. He's, he's great. Aries should have came off more more smarmy, you know, weaselly. I think even more confrontational. Like, you know what, dude? You know, you you you're on the way up here. You know, I'm just paraphrasing. Hey, uh, hey, Gallagher, you're on the way up here. I know that everybody loves you. Everybody thinks you're the fancy gentleman. That's great. But you know what? It's just a matter of time before Austin Aries a double is back. Okay, lacing up my boots or whatever he would say. 
And I'm telling you, brother, you get in the ring with me, it's going to be on, or whatever he would say to him. Line like, starts here. Get like, behind. I'm talking about like really getting his face. And I wouldn't have also, and this is another thing from a logistics standpoint, I would not have had them sit next to each other. I would have had Aries be confrontational and then have uh, Gallagher kind of sit kind of where Corey Graves was, like next to Corey Graves. Put Michael Cole in the middle of him, something. So you're not punking out, you know, Gallagher so much. Because Gallagher's character is not the type to be confrontational anyway. But I do think that Aries could have got his, his, you know, and Aries is Joe Cool, I know that. That's the character, right? And, and but I do think that Aries should have got a little bit, little bit got 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 up a little bit, got a little tense with him. I just think I, I just think as a viewer that would have been kind of cool. Uh, then we saw a little UK uh, uh, the, the package for the UK tournament that they did, which I thought was excellent. Um, then they showed something pretty cool here, a little B-roll footage of what happened earlier in the day, and they put it out on social media where Nia Jax attacks Sasha from earlier in the day. Very smart, very well done. I really enjoyed this. Only thing I think WWE missed the boat on with this was um, you very rarely see this type of footage, okay? Uh, I've been there long enough, not to be, I've been there, but I have. So, I, and this happens in TNA too, where early in the day, the ring is up, they're doing camera shots, make sure everything's right, and guys are you and girls using the ring, you know, working on some different new spots or warming up, getting their body loose. And we've seen that, I think once in a while, we've seen that footage, but this is kind of like, your guard is down early in the day when you're getting evaluated to see how your injury is, okay? Meaning that in character. I do think from an announce standpoint, the announcers maybe could have hit that. You know, Corey or, or Byron or something from a wrestler's perspective. You know, this is kind of, it's just kind of you know, messed up what Nia did here. Sasha, uh, you know, she's getting evaluated. You know, this is early in the day. This is 2 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever. There's nobody in the building. Guys are loosening up, working out. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get attacked. You know, I, I just think from a storytelling perspective, there's a better way to do that. I do think they missed the boat on that. I love the segment. I like the footage. I like a quick, succinct attack by Nia. It's nub-worthy, by the way. But I do think that they missed the boat from an announcing perspective and a storytelling perspective that, uh, you know, this is kind of like your guard is down. What she did here, she broke the code, in essence. Naya, that's what I... Now, someone also tweeted, and I apologize, don't know who it was, again, said, should she have been in her gear? Uh, I, I, I think so. I think she's always in her gear. They want her in her gear because she looks the right way in her gear. I, I get the person's drift, maybe street clothes Jones, but I think it's okay. So, you got something you want to say? I actually thought of you when they showed that because I thought of our conversation last week when you were talking about how... Um, was it in TNA or... No, uh, I forget, SmackDown maybe where the girls got jumped and there was these. It was oh NXT with uh, uh, what's her name? Who? Oscar. Uh, Oscar getting jumped. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody helped out. Yes. And then this time, Nia jumps Sasha and they just you know every official just runs right in and it's right, like right, look right. get away get away get away right, 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 and I just thought of you in the sense that hey look this is how it should be done like yeah. look somebody's hurting you like. Right, get, get out of here. That's how you do it. Yep. Um, you know, I caught the last few minutes of the tag match with Anson Gallows, Shazara, uh, and Sheamus. Did a little tease Jones here, act like they had new champs for a second, a little swerve with the ref getting bumped by Sheamus accidentally. I thought it was cool. Old school finish. We've seen this finish in the business many, many times. But this worked. They did the right thing on it, and it was a good little swerve. Uh, but yet the champs are still uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, so I thought that was cool. Uh, we saw a uh, Jimmy Snooker package. 
I think WWE did the right thing, paying homage and respect uh, to uh, the legendary Jimmy Snuka. Um, you know, I, I, I talked about, um, I'm sorry, I tweeted about Jimmy and paid respects. Jimmy and I were tag team partners many years ago when I first started, maybe about a year or so into ECW for a short time. Jimmy and I tagged together, got to know him a little bit while I was there. Always a gentleman, always a great guy. Everyone respected Jimmy. Uh, I understand, uh, you know, look, uh, and this is the thing that I think Mike Johnson, uh, he didn't bring up, but he talked about a little bit on his uh, PW Insider report, and, and he makes a great point where if you look at it on the website there, where WWE was in a tough spot with this because of the whole situation with the murder trial with Jimmy uh, from from the, the, the situation of, of, of years ago. I mean, I, I look, I only knew Jimmy Snuka as the guy I knew. And I didn't wasn't on the road with the guy, wasn't hanging out with the guy. We were tag team partners, but you know we weren't best of friends. And I, all I know, he was a veteran. I was not, and I respected him, and he helped me, and he was always very nice to me. And all the boys in the locker room always liked Jimmy. I, I could only go by. I can't pass judgment on people. I only could go by who how I knew them. You know, so it's like you know that's all I'm saying. The man had a legendary career, and there were so many people from our industry who tweeted about him. Because he touched so many people in that regard. So that's all I want to say with that. So um, uh, th that's my deal on that. So uh, and, 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 and thoughts and prayers with his family, uh, without a doubt, his daughter and, and the rest of the Snooker family. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers for them and, and, and stuff. So, uh, you know, sad situation. Um, then we saw a New Day uh, and Titus. I, again, caught a little bit of this. I know Big E won the match and defeated Titus, I believe. Did you catch this whole thing? Because I didn't. I did. Um, New Day comes out. They're pumping the Royal Rumble. How they're they're kind of teasing a little dissension. Like, oh look, all three of us are going to be in here. You know, what if one of us wins? And they're kind of right. looking around. Right. And then they, you know, they pause and it's well, if one of us wins, we all win. And they, you right, know, right, right. kumbaya. And then yeah, Titus sure. comes out and look, blah blah blah. I don't want to be a New Day anymore. I want to take one of your spots. Mm. So I said, all right, look, Kofi's beat you. Xavier's beat you. Big E's turn. If you can beat me, you have my spot. Right, right. Obviously, that's what they wasn't okay. to be. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear. You. I, I didn't. You know, I think New Day's a little oversaturated, in my opinion. I just think they need to look. Just really, just I think they need a little break. Uh, I know they're in the Royal Rumble. I know that. I just think they're on TV a lot, and they're, when they're on, they're on talking for a long time. And I've been. I feel like I've been saying this for a couple of months. I just, in my opinion, I think they're a little oversaturated. That's it. You agree? Disagree? I'm just curious. Uh, I get, I get, they are oversaturated, but I get why they're there. They're good for the kids. Kids sure. love them. Oh yeah, yeah, and and I they, got they that. They eat all that up. Of but course. Yeah. What do you, what do you do with them now? Like they've already got the the longest tag reign. You're not going to put the belts back on them right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do well, something. Else. Have sure. them chase individual titles and yeah, try and yeah, no, bring it back I, that I way. Um, also, I, I got to back up a little bit because I didn't talk about this. Uh, Tony Nese and Rich Swan. This is where we saw Neville jump Swan and and the intensity. Um, where Neville, I'm sorry, Swan ends up uh, getting to this whole thing with with with, uh, with Neville. Then Tony Nese attacks him. I mean, I tweeted about this. I love the segment. I like the feel of this thing. Maybe I'll go three-way Jones on this. I don't know. I like that Tony wasn't just ignored. Tony's a tremendous talent. You know, Tony Nese, he really is. Um, Swan really brought the fight. He brought some really stiff aggressive. Someone told him in the past couple of weeks to amp it up, and I got a feeling it was Vince. <laughs> so... Because I mean, he does his dance and stuff, but he's definitely bringing the intensity. And this show here, by the way, is going to run late, like I said. Um, so, uh, and by the way, sir, your segment will be pushed back tomorrow. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, so, uh, swarming. Uh, Duly swarm, noted. Soaring on social media will be. Uh, so, it just makes the segment bigger now. That's all. <laughs> 
Look, I, I love this segment with, with Nice, Swan, and Neville. I really did. I thought it was all good. I really did. Uh, we talked a little bit about the, the Biggie Titus stuff. Um, then um, uh, the situation uh, um, with um, Bailey I wanted to talk about before I wrap the show up. I know I'm missing some other stuff like Kendrick, Cedric, and stuff like that in the main event. Um, but I got to tell you, the Bailey stuff with Charlotte was very unique. I mean, that Charlotte was showing these photos and it was of her, of Bailey as a fan and stuff like that. Pictures with her and uh, Bret Hart and Rob Van Dam and when Bailey was younger and who was the other... Van Dam, Cena, Cena, Bret Hart. Cena, Cena, yeah. And I, I maybe missed some one or two. But I, I tell you, it, it really was a unique way to get some heat for Charlotte. Um, the old school wrestler me watches this. I'm like, ugh, cringing. Like, God. Why are we seeing this girl just as a wrestling fan? Like, it just hurts her star power. But then I rapidly stop and say to myself, it's 2017. This girl's been pushed, and she's been pushed the right way, and people love her. She's pushed pushed as one of the fans. And she does a great job with that that gimmick. And, uh, you know, it it was cool to have Bailey come out and then have her comeback basically screaming nepotism. Towards uh, Flair, towards Charlotte Flair. I thought that was good. You know, I hated it. Why? I thought it was. It reminded me you of hated what the whole segment. No, no, no. Charlotte's part was good. Yeah. Heel heat, great, excellent. Yeah. Show, yeah. come out there, show the pictures, talk about how. Yeah. Oh well, you were a fan, an average fan. You I know, was I was, I was, I was this I was, great. Yeah, I was a. a, a she comes one out athlete. there and, yeah, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, I have some rhymes for." It just reminded me of like. John Cena when he used to put up the yeah like the baby pictures and, right, and just right. like cheesy. The rhymes, but her rhyming, oh, it it's so... supposed to suck. Like, that's how rhymes aren't good. Well, they accomplished it. Know, they was, the... It was, oh, it was. Well, the audience didn't react. That's the problem. Yeah, that that didn't help either. So it, it was cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah, it was cringeworthy. I, it's mm. tough because Bailey's such a great underdog. If you could, like, Daniel Bryan her. Right, right, right. But the, it just hasn't clicked. Like, she's just about there. I don't know what needs to be Dude, done. Dude, hasn't clicked. I don't know about that. She's. A pretty big name. I no, mean, no, she's, she's done great. She's definitely, but I, so wait a minute. Let me get this straight. So if they put that that woman's title and she beats Charlotte, I'm not saying that's happening. If she did that, you would scoff at that. That's a bad thing for business. Uh, yeah, I guess I would. Really, the, I uh. feel like they need to make it more underdog. Were you an NXT fan? Oh yeah. Oh, her run in NXT was phenomenal. Oh, her matches with with uh, Sasha gimmick. was same gimmick. But it, same it gimmick. just it's same not gimmick. It is, but it's it's I don't know, it's not translating the same for me. Well, you have someone in Charlotte, you know, they're doing this it, it, she's not bullying her, but she's she's Charlotte is the bigger athlete, the faster athlete, the more athletic athlete, the division one athlete, uh the heel athlete, that the, the the you know, the generate you know, Rick Flash her dad, all this jazz. You know, uh, uh of course she's got everything stacked against the the ultimate babyface in Bailey. It's a basic story. I that, that the the nooks and cranny of the story are basic. Maybe I'm missing like beatdowns. Like I feel like Charlotte hasn't physically assaulted her yet. I, I like I want Bailey to be like physically beaten, where it's like yeah. Oh, like you just look at her on the ground instead of just verbally going back and forth, and Charlotte just being like, oh, I you're. Understand. I mean, it like I'm saying, it's there. It I just need that push. So maybe if Charlotte comes out and like really. Lays a beat down on her, and then Bailey comes like, you know, I want that fight back underdog thing. Mm. 
Like, look, no matter how many times you well, you got to wait, me down, but you got to wait, wait, wait for them to get in the ring. You got to wait for the, the gimmick. You, know, you got to wait. You know what I mean? You got to wait right. for that. You're right. I'm just be, I'm being impatient. No, it's okay. I want it now. It's okay, you're being impatient. Be, please be careful. Tread lightly on that, because you got to be smart. You got to be impatient, but you cannot be dumb. I'm not calling you dumb. I'm just saying when people are impatient, sometimes that's them being dumb. I'm hurry up, take how your I'm, time. Hurry up, but please slow down. <laughs> that's how this goes. That's the entertainment business, actually. <laughs> hey, uh, and uh, lastly, before I wrap this show up, the main event, uh, I, I, I started to doze off towards the very end, not because it wasn't a good match. It was good. I mean, it was Kevin Owens, Y2J, and uh, Strowman versus Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Sami Zayn. Uh, you know, we saw basically, what was it, um, uh, Rollins and Reigns saved Zayn uh, going through the announce test. This is after Braun Strowman pins Sami Zayn. Uh, and we saw some, saw some physicality by the announce test, which ended, like I said earlier, with Kevin Owens eventually putting Roman Reigns with a nasty powerbomb through the table, uh, which really sets up the gimmick with them too. You know what I mean? So um, I like it. Can't go wrong with it. I mean, I thought it was good. You know, really, I did. I, Classic I end of the episode. Yeah, it was good. It ends with some heat, and and Kevin, uh, Kevin needs that for sure. You know what Stands I mean? Stands so, tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. If anybody left on the phone, I'm sorry. I'm really late, and I got to wrap this show up. So we're done here. Uh, give you a full, full Monty. Uh, if you didn't get through, I apologize. You know what, guys? I always try to get you on the show if I can, if you call them. But we got to wrap. So that's it. So I want to thank Mike Johnson for coming on with the PW Inside Report. The show is very um, thick and full because we've been gone for a few days. So, you know, here we've been, we're back now. So, a lot of meat on that sandwich. A lot of meat on the sandwich, bitches. And that's the deal, yo. So uh, for everybody here at the Taz Show, for Anthony, Video Brian, and of course uh, the Lumberjack Dennis Jones, I am Taz. You are not. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening or watching and getting us trending. See you later. Back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing. Trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you go. Since I was shooting hoops, no issues, you know what I've been going through, and it's for the